Welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness Universe Podcast. This is me, Zach. Um, oh, God. I was, say, I was about to call myself Zach. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steven. This is Zach. Hello. <laughs> no more identity crisis from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking weird. I was like, oh, shit. I'm about to call myself Zach. oh man so i think this is the best start to the podcast we've done yet (laughs) it's great (laughs) oh man so so yeah it's been a crazy week for me because yesterday i went to a concert and then today i went to my friend's house oh (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same friend that went to the concert with me yesterday. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You just can't get enough of him. Yeah. Apparently, can't get enough of us because he asked if he could come to his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. All I did was work for university and sleep and read <laughs> comics. <laughs> At least he got to read comics. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna start the the podcast. Let's do it. So we're gonna start with the Eternal movie news because I noticed we didn't say anything about Eternals or Black Widow. We saw the we must have face. forgotten that. Yes, he did. There was a lot going on in our defense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. The first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Eternals reveals the cast for the movies. Yeah. I, mean, the cars, I mean, the actors will be in the movie. And they have Angelina Jolie, Kumunai Naji, I think that's how you say it, Lauren Ridolph, Brian Ch- Tyree Henry, Samaya Selma Hayek. Always. I can say her name right sometimes, but then sometimes it's just fuck up. <laughs> Selma Hayek. Yeah, that's how you say it. Leah McHugh. And that's about it. Yeah, that's like, I am so excited for any Marvel Ensemble movie from this point. Just so that I can hear you read the cast list. Oh. Because they have to get like such more unknown, unheard of actors, the names are getting harder and harder to say. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to sound like comic writers and artists. Yeah, <laughs> and they have Kit Harrington as um, Black Knight for Eternals. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's because I didn't know who he was because I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, so I wasn't okay. as hyper as everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, and people told me that he was Jon Snow. I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm. I've seen like the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, and I've seen the Pompeii movie he was in, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know they don't say who's unless I look at the other article. <laughs> Yeah, it's the other Arctic that lists the characters they playing. Yeah, because they have Richard Madden play as Icarus, 
Kumunai Naji plays as Kingo. Mm. Uh, Lauren Riddle plays as Makarai. Brian C. Henry plays as Fastos. Sam- Hayek plays as a- um, a- Ajak or is it Ajak? I don't know. Leo McHugh as Sprite and Don Simicoma as Gilgamesh. Angelina Choni is playing as Dina and Barry Cogan as Drog. And then they have Jimmy Chan as Cersei. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. I really. I really don't know too much about the Eternals. I did some research Does anyone? on them. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that there was they're like basically like the new gods of Marvel. Yeah, right. Because they made by they're made by the same creator, Jack Kirby, and he. I don't know. I think for some reason I don't know who were. I'm not sure the who were created first. It was it. DC's new gods, or because they they basically the same thing. They like Marvel's new gods, and yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, they're just basically like the new gods of Greek mythology. Mm. Yeah, they're they're the new Greek gods that were they were gods at the time around the time of Greece, I think. But yeah, right. I. Can never remember any of those gods. Oh. Because I always get them mixed up with the Roman ones. Well, they, they're the same. Greek and Roman the, gods are the yeah. same. They just have yeah. different names. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. That's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's Neptune or Poseidon, one of the two. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah, Poseidon is Neptune. <laughs> you did. Yeah. They just ha- um, they just use different names. I mean, different. <laughs> yeah, they just use different names, but it's the same character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to try and name them. <laughs> but it sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. It's cause the thing is, is to me, I'm starting to notice this could be basically like since. Like, it'll be like Marvel's Etern... Um, not Marvel's Inhumans. Ah. Yeah. Because I noticed, like, when I looked at the character descriptions on Wikipedia's, the characters are, like, very similar to the Inhumans. Okay. See, and the thing is, Jack Kirby created the hum- Inhumans as well, so... I guess he doesn't... <laughs> is- he, did, he just don't. He likes to remake the same characters in different yeah. ways. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. When you when you strike go once, just do it again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I noticed that is because a lot of people were like, not, were saying, "Oh, the first like Latino character in the Marvel universe is like it's not Latino. I mean, the actress is Latino, but." Or Lat- I mean Latina because it's a woman. She, the char- the Ash is Latina, but not the character. The character is a god. It's not from Earth, so she's playing yeah. as an alien. This is the <laughs> ancient aliens of the Marvel universe who land on Earth, and they was perceived as gods in human history. Yeah. So, is is there really no Latina people in the Marvel? 
universe. Uh, there is. There, there was one character. Say, sure there, is. there was one character. There's been a couple. There's been like two characters in Ages of Shield that was Latina. It was okay. two women that were in Ages of Shield. Because I remember one of the Asian Ages of Shield character posted on Twitter saying, like, "Excuse me, I'm the first Latina in the in the show." Yeah, no, I think there was one Latino and one yeah, there was one male character and one female character in the yeah. in the Age of Shield car- show that was yeah yeah. So it's just that people usually don't count the TV shows and they just count only the movies. So yeah, the the person <laughs> the first yeah the journalist only only counted the movies and not the TV shows. Even yeah. in the Runaway show, there is a Latina character in there. Okay. Yeah. So there is Latin Latino characters in the Hispanic and Latino characters in the universe already. I guess they're just not well known, and they're basically like Greek gods of like the new Greek gods of the Marvel universe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. There's, there could be something fun with that, I think. Yeah, there could be something fun did. with that. I want to learn more about them because they really don't have that much history in the Marvel Universe as well. I mean, the comic yeah. books, they, yeah. really, they don't get used that much. Yeah, so. well, like, I've never heard of them until yeah. the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I rarely heard too much about them. I just know a brief history of them but i don't know mm-hmm. too much crazy stuff about them so all i know is that they are gods that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> guys that came to earth that's all i know i'm i'm gonna do some re- my own some of my own research and look them up yeah okay hopefully you get to find out who they are in the movie as well i'm looking forward to it and I'm looking for. I do know one character, which is Black Knight. I'm really excited to see Black Knight in the, in yeah, the, in the movie because Black Knight is a more prominent Marvel character in the comic books than the Eternals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he joined the Avengers a couple of times, and he had his own book as, as well. The only lasted. Mm. Okay. It didn't last that long, but it was a good book because. <laughs> He's not that pop. He's not a popular character, but he's been in the Marvel universe for a while. Yeah, he's he's one of those characters, <laughs> and I'm interested to see Angelina Jolie being a Marvel movie. I was kind of anticipating for her to be in a, a Marvel movie, and now she finally is. Yeah, it's it'll be good to see her. She's off, she's been quiet for a while. She hasn't done a whole lot of acting. Yeah. And I do want to see Sama Hayek too, because I do love her in the Dust to Dawn movies. Yeah, yep. So I want to see how she plays out in the movies as well, in the Eternal movies. So, yeah, it's some pretty interesting stuff forward to. Yeah, they got a lot of interesting actors in here for, for this movie. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's see how it works out. And the next one is Black Widow. And for uh, Black Widow, 
they have the the white suit is living in the movie. Oh. Have you seen the I white suit? I that. I don't know how I have it. What's going on? Yeah, there's a white suit for Black Widow. She wears a white suit. I did not, and they have I didn't like know a, it was going to be in the movie. Yeah, it's going to be in the Black Widow movie. Oh. It looks pretty good. I like the white suit. Because the picture I have from Twitter is a concept art of it. And then there's, there's a called picturesandcomicbook.com that has... There's only a mannequin wearing the, the white suit. It's pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, lo- it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird color for... I mean, it's like White Widow. <laughs> it's yeah, that's Black true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She is Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, apart from contradicting your name, I think I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Looks. I mean, as with most of her costumes, it looked pretty uncomfortable and <laughs> n- not the best for. Really? Espionage or whatever she's doing. <laughs> you think so? It looks her costume look what? Because she's wearing skin tight outfit. I mean, not yeah, not that skin tight, but think enough to. Maybe. Well, I'll, you know, let's see it in action. <laughs> I'm going to withdraw that statement until the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I saw the poster for uh, Black Widow, and mm. it's pretty interesting to see Taskmasters on the poster. Yeah. It's from comicbook.com. Yeah, they have. And then I know Taskmasters will be in the movie. It's pretty interesting to see Taskmasters will be there. I remember seeing Red Guardian. Is it? Uh, yep. Yeah, Red Guardian. And I I know they could have Yana Benanova. Which is uh, uh, one of Black Widow's villains, and she was Black Widow at one time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's a pretty interesting character, I think. So yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I think it could be good. Yeah, Yanya Belova. Yeah, they because they're gonna have Red Guardians be played by David Haber, the guy from Stranger Things guy who plays the cop yeah yeah Yeah, he's also or better known for his best role ever hellboy oh god (laughs) i have never i haven't seen that hellboy movie oh man (laughs) i love it so much i thought it was blu-ray as soon as it came out because i heard it didn't do so well so i didn't see it yeah it didn't and it's not very good but i love it (laughs) you love it (laughs) i love it so much it's one of my favorite, like, guilty pleasure movies. It's so good. Are you, what do you mean, good? The good isn't bad or good? Action? Yeah, like it's so it's so bad that I love it. Oh, that's what you meant. I was confused. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like it feels like it was written by a bunch of like fourteen-year-old dudes being like, oh, "What would be cool? What would be a cool song to have an action scene to?" You know, because. <laughs> I saw the trailer for Hellboy and it felt like it was trying to be it's way too much like Deadpool. And I was like, this is not fucking Hellboy. Yeah. 
Oh, it doesn't come across like that, but like oh. the first like <laughs> act of the movie is actually like legitimately a decent Hellboy movie. Okay. But but then from there on is where reshoots and just God knows what happened and it just goes downhill in a great way. <laughs> <laughs> and we have but, yeah. yeah, it's Rachel Wall's character so plays Molina. I don't know who that is. Hmm. And Yenya Belovo is the is played by Florence Pong or Puga. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> whatever. I'm a terrible name pronouncing names. <laughs> I'm gonna check who's because I know they cast it. Yeah, because I forgot because I forgot who they cast as Taskmaster in the movie. It doesn't say. Oh, they still don't know who's playing the Taskmaster. I know they said it was a black actor, but it doesn't say they don't say who's the name. I think they are basing off it of the Ultimate Universe Taskmaster was a a black yeah. character as Taskmaster instead of a, okay. a white character. Yeah, because in that universe he was black, so I I think they're basing off of that version. Hmm. Yeah, so I remember seeing pictures of the Taskmaster. Yeah, the set- yeah, on the that was side. like pictures. Yeah, yeah, they showed his skin color, so they know it's a black. Um, they know it's a yeah. black person, but they don't say they don't. They're not revealing who it is. I feel like I don't really like the look of the costume from those set pictures, but we'll have to wait and see it in full in a trailer or something. I think. All right, because yeah, even in this article that I found, they do say that the character looks like a splitting image of the. Ultimate Universe version of the character. It, he does look like that one. Oh, does it? I mean, it's a comic.com article. It says, okay. I, I just, because I looked on Google to see who's, because it didn't, the articles that I had didn't have the information of who's Taskmaster. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, go look okay. for information for it. Okay, I, I actually hadn't seen the ultimate version, but that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't know. I like his regular costume as well in the 616. It's okay. I mean, depending what. I don't like his okay. original costume because there's a more modern costume that I do like. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because it looks kind of goofy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the pirate-looking pirate boots, I just not a big fan of that. Because I know yeah. it's a modern. It's been modern cost with Taskmaster, like more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Another news is that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the Black Widow movie. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> the movie takes place in the past, so he's had a nice break of one movie. <laughs> so how did you feel about Robert Down I mean Iron Man being the movie I don't feel good at all I don't like it why Um, I mean I get that it's set in the past and they can do it but just cause you can doesn't mean you should you know oh <laughs> I don't mind it too much because it's not like they bring in the character back alive it's set in the past yeah it's, yeah, it's not the worst, but it. Do we know when this is set? They said that it's going to be 
there's gonna be an origin story, and there's there's also gonna be okay. The origin story is gonna be set in the, further in the past, while the so if it's before Iron Man two, then you can't really have Tony meet um, no, Black is, Widow. There is a I think the origin story is gonna be taking place in the past, further in the past, and then there's gonna be another story. Oh, more recent. Yeah, it's more recent because they said that okay. the story we because they said given the reports, um, the story the Black Widow is set between Captain America: Civil War and Avengers: Infinity War. So it's within okay. the, this is it's within the five year gap. That's what that I remember. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because remember it was like a five year gap after Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, so they could have an origin story plus a different story where it takes place. That's a lot of stories. That's, yeah, that's double the story. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Black Widow's origin is her being, you know, taken as a child into this Red Room program where they train yeah. children to be soldiers. Yeah, it's quite horrible. Yeah, it is really horrible. So I think that is going to be taken in the in the way in the further past that part, and then there's going to be a much more present time story that okay. takes it within the five year gap of her, I guess, doing either espionage yeah. stuff or superhero stuff. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay for Iron Man to be there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Black Widow died too, so that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, as long as as long as he's there, like, and is active in the story, and it's not just like, okay. hey, look, it's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, that'd be funny. If it's just a cameo. Oh, that'd be that'd, pointless. I'm not sure if it so is. Pointless. But it'll be kind of pointless. Yeah. But if he's actually, like, doing stuff, I, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Although, I still think they probably should have waited a little bit longer than one movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ain't waiting any longer for Black Widow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, the next news I want to talk about, which is the one I really want to talk about, is that mm. there's a new creative team for Batman. Okay, post-Tom King. Yeah, they decided to announce the uh, the who's gonna be the new writer for, and artist for for Batman after okay. Tom King. I mean, they decided to announce it on Batman Day. So let's, let's end the suspense. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> is James Tynan the fourth? Is Ooh. the writer and the artist is Tony Daniel. Dan is gonna be three artists: Dan Mackey. Danny Mickey or and Tome Tome Moray. I think that's how you say it. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know any of the artists, but yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I do know. Oh, I do know James Tannen. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name except for the four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always. But I, I always kind of. I, I can get close because Tannen, I think, of, like, Tyrion or something. Yeah, I didn't know how to say his name before until someone said it, so. Yeah. 
I think I just look at the four and go, there's four of these dudes. Wow. Yeah, they're going to have three artists because I think... I think... I don't know why they're going to have three artists. But it's like, what? Are they going to switch? How is that going to work? Yeah. Either they switch or they just... Maybe it's art heavy and they need a lot of people to do it to get it quick or I don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably why. Like, just in case if one artist is not available, they'll use another one. So I think I'll see how that works out. But I am glad that James Tynan is writing Batman because... Yeah, he's I love, good. He is real good. I I loved his Detective Comics uh, run. Yeah. Have you read that one? Oh. Uh, I haven't read the whole run, but I've, I've read a little bit of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love oh, that. Right. I love his run. It's really good. And I love his Justly Dark. That's also pretty good. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, Justly Dark is pretty fun. And I did like his talent. It was, yeah, I think it's the talent, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the talent. He's from the Court of the Owls. He's like one of the, he's actually one of the good guys. He was, he, I forgot what was the character's history. God damn, it's been so long. Because he only had eight issues. And then after that, he disappeared. Yeah. But it was a good book. It was. It came out around the new, the new, the new Fifty Two started, and then I also did like his Constantine series. And that was great too. Mm. So he's really definitely one of my favorites because, okay. to me, he it sounds like he knows the characters of the DC universe so well. It's just yeah, he knows a lot about the characters, and I can see why Scott Snyder wrong him on to to work for DC. Yeah. Cause he's one of he was one of Scott Snyder's students from from the university whatever university I it is I oh, Okay. Yeah he that he was teaching. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So he brought him in for the job and he's he's pretty good at it. I I even think that he's better than Scott Snyder. So Oh okay. <laughs> Cause, Nicole, fair enough, though. Yeah, because I've noticed like the issues. Because I know Scott Snyder uses James Tynan to write some Just League issues, and every yeah. time when James Tynan is writing those Just League issues, he writes it much better than he does. Like I enjoy the Just League more when he's writing than Scott Snyder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I like Scott Snyder too, but it's just that I don't think he knows how to write the Le- the Legion of Doom characters that well. I yeah, just don't because he writes the villains very one dimensional. Yeah, and we don't like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to him writing Batman because I really don't like Tom King. Tom King could really even write a conversation in the book. It just sounds so stiff. And not fluid. Like the characters are just speaking in one words instead of actual sentences. It just sounds. It's just oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Tonki does not know how to write Batman characters. It's just really awful, and I can't wait to see, for it to be over. Just to 
<laughs> oh man, because I've not, I have not been reading Batman for a while. It's just I yeah. get back into it just to see what goes on. But after that, I just like nope, not reading it again. It's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I really want to see some elements from his Detective Comics run. In, yeah, in the Batman series. And he also did some... I remember he did... Oh, he was also one of the writers for Batman Eternal. Because I know Batman Eternal had a whole group of writers. The, oh, okay. It was Batman Eternal and Batman and Robin Eternal. Those were pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. And he also wrote the Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles books. But those are, are okay. Yeah, they meant to just be a bit of fun, though. Yeah, it's just that he... Yeah. I don't know, he has, like, a weird way of... He doesn't write good stories combined into two characters. It's just... I mean, <laughs> the two world of characters. Yeah. Yeah, because... The one I'm reading currently right now is just... Uh, it's not that great. I'm really not liking it. So... Yeah. The next... So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to him as writing Batman, though. Can't wait for it. I've been excited, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. So the next one is Tom Welling, Clark Kent, and Eric Endurance is from Lo- who play Lois Lane from Smallville are joining the Inf- the Christ on Infinite Earths crossover. Yeah, this is this is getting big. Yeah, it's getting. I just don't know how many characters are gonna fit in here because yeah. I know this says it'll be five hours long. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my god I know for a TV show to watch something that's like five hours long <laughs> alright <laughs> so yeah it's crazy I'm kind of happy to see the Clark Kent and Lois Lane to be in the crossover because I did like Smallville to some extent it was alright but yeah they did put a history for superhero shows. I mean, for DC. So yeah, it is kind of okay. exciting to see it to see it cross over with this universe. So yeah. yeah. So I I never watched much of Smallville, um, but my brother watched the whole thing, and I think I walked in at like the last episode as he's right about to become Superman. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is cool, a Superman TV show. And he's like, yeah, it took him 10 years to get to this point. And I was like, okay, I'm not watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 10 years for him to actually, well, not even wear the suit. He just wore, like, you just see him, like, he only wore, like, the top part of the suit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like you see him pull off the, the, his buying off shirt. To get to uh, to be Superman and the rest is CGI and that's it. Yeah, because <laughs> he said he didn't want to be in tights because he thinks tights look stupid. But I'm like wondering what does he say now if superhero yeah. office? You know what else looks stupid, Tom Welling? Because <laughs> the um superhero office has been much cooler now than what they used to be back then. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I remember. I remember Aquaman on that show looking looking a little bit goofy. Oh yeah, that 
<laughs> the hoodie outfits was so great. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Cyborg in a hood in a hoodie was awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so god awful. Everyone had a hoodie and it was just ugh. And then he went with the trench coat looking like he's from the Matrix. Yeah. That one was yeah. okay. It was ridiculous that it looked like a Matrix outfit, but it didn't look too bad. And then he yeah. had the leather jacket with the red leather jacket with the blue shirt under. And it's like, okay, it's they really don't. They really trying hard not to put ties on him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he gets to wear the the whole the actual Superman outfit this time. But so far, they only saying he's gonna be Clark Kent. They don't say he's gonna be Superman, so they're not sure. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna not be as exciting with everyone just being the alter egos. Oh. Because, I mean, uh, all I want from this is Kevin Conroy in a Batman outfit. Uh, <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> I just wonder how like he's aware of Batman. 60-year-old Batman. <laughs> he's not. He, I think he's, is he older than 60? I don't know. Kevin I was going to say 70 originally, but I didn't want to offend him. <laughs> Because <laughs> I forgot how old he is. Oh, he's 63. Oh, I was pretty close. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a win. Oh, man. I think he could pull up a bat suit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure he can. He's got the chin for it. <laughs> And they can put the old Flash actor that was in the 90s series in a suit. I think they could pull him off. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm glad that they're going to have Lois Lane in there. Because in Smallville, I did like how this actress played as Lois Lane. She nailed it, to be honest. Yeah. She does a really good Lois Lane. So I'm happy to see her there. Even though I did see her as Supergirl's mom in that universe. So it's going to be kind of awkward. Yeah, true. Yeah, because she plays uh, Supergirl's mom from from her actual, yeah. her birth mother from Krypton. Yeah, she plays as her mom. And it's going to be it's pretty interesting. Okay. I'm not sure it's going to be any references like saying, like if Supergirl runs into her and says, you know, you look like my mom. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. This would be kind of freaking weird. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I just can't wait um, to see the interactions. This will be fun. Yeah, I can't say I watched the whole thing, but I'll definitely watch the, cross the bits where everyone, yeah, where everyone crosses over. <laughs> Okay, the next news is Doom Patrol and Young Justice going to have new seasons. Okay. Yeah, Doom Patrol is going to have a season two, and Young Justice is going to have a season four. And so I'm pretty excited for that, because I did enjoy Doom Patrol, and I did enjoy Young Justice. It was really good. I'm really looking forward to those. Too bad Zach 
can't see those. For... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, because I know they could, there's well, there's some. I guess hopefully there'll be some hope because they're gonna be on HBO Max, but we don't know if HBO Max is gonna. Because I, I, I know WB is making a streaming service with all their content. Yeah, in one platform. Okay. It's gonna be called HBO Max, but I don't know if it's gonna come out internationally. <laughs> I hope it does. Me too. Because I'm tired of seeing Zach get left out. <laughs> I just get to see what gets announced and what gets cancelled, <laughs> and act like I've seen it. Yeah. I really like, I really like what DC Universe is doing with their shows. It's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've heard, I've heard good things about Doom Patrol. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. Hopefully, the WB streaming service comes internationally. Yeah. Yeah, because they're gonna have a whole bunch of things that's gonna be in there, and they haven't announced the price yet. But I remember they they announced that they're gonna have. WBCW, DC Universe Streaming Service, HBO, Cinemax, and Country Row and Rooster Teeth. I don't know if they're gonna have Vern, but I hope they do. It's another. Okay. It's another anime streaming service that has Country Row and Rooster Teeth in one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's owned by WB, so I'm. I'm wondering they're gonna put everything in there. So I'll see. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'll see, and you'll tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they haven't released the full information about it. They just know some of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it's still in the de- it's still in development with the streaming service. It's not gonna be out until next year, I think. Mm. So I'll see how it works out. Okay. And then, apparently, Deadly Class was not picked up by any network, so it's not. Ooh. Is definitely dead. I guess dead in the water. It's done. <laughs> yeah. So it's not getting okay. a second season anywhere. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember it got canceled in Sci-Fi, and was it recommender was hoping it could get picked up by other networks, but yeah, it hasn't happened. So. Mm. Well, I can't say I've seen Deadly Class, but. It was really good. I did enjoy it. Yeah, okay. I did enjoy the first season a lot, and I was hoping to see the continuation. I just don't like the way Rick Remender kind of phrased it in his tweet. He says that Deadly Class will not be moving to a new network, which is sort of perfect when you think about it. If you want to see what happens after the first season, you have to buy the comic books, which are pretty keen Thank you for our fans for your huge support. You helped smooth the sting. But it's just that the the because I noticed. I mean, the first season is is not exactly like the comic books. It's similar to the comic books. 
Like yeah. they, they took some things from the comic books and then there's some things they they changed. So <laughs> whatever happens, I mean, whatever happens after the first season doesn't happen. It's like they're not just one and the same. It's just weird. Is that the oh you want to know what happens after the first season? You have to buy the comics. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, they have they both have different stories, different plot lines. Yeah. Didn't happen. <laughs> the characters took different paths at certain points, especially with Willie's Willie's character. His or his story is totally different. I mean, he goes out with a different girl in the Deadly Class in the TV show, and then the comic version. None of that story is there in the comic version, so there's no point of really actually saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's and I remember even the teacher has a different origin story. I mean, his story is totally different than the comic books, and and I like his story on the TV show than the comic book. So yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know why he did that. I mean, I don't know why he's saying that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted to see because the cliffhanger left off in like the second volume of the deadly class and i want to see that as adapted into the tv show and sadly i won't be able to see that so i'm kind of disappointed no other network has picked it up yeah okay i was hoping for netflix to pick it up because it's very bloody and brutal and i was yeah. surprised that it was gonna be that dark on sci-fi yeah well netflix does some dark stuff i love it yeah, that's why I thought they would pick it up. So, yeah. I don't know. They're because oh, yeah. they don't say who they put acts who pick up the show. Would yeah, actually, would have liked they if Netflix picked it up. Yeah, so they could keep the darkness in there and yeah, well, um, more dark. <laughs> yeah, I've started watching Happy on Netflix, and that is exceptionally dark. <laughs> I I heard it was been pretty dark. My boyfriend saw it. But I still haven't yeah. got to see it yet. It's pretty good, man. I like it. All right, I gotta check it out. You know they cancel that too. <laughs> yeah, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so next one is I know this is kind of old, but I didn't get to talk about it when it came up. That there's gonna be a Sandman TV series in development oh, by okay. Netflix. Yep. Yeah, and Alan Heinberg is to be the showrunner, chief writer, and Neil Gaiman and David S. Goyer is going to be the executive producers. Okay. It's just, I don't know, but I'm hoping that this will be in the same universe as Lucifer, the show that's on yeah. Netflix. Because I know that Lucifer is from Sandman in the comic books. And yeah. I only read the first. I only have read the first three volumes of Sandman. I have not finished it because I had to read them for my comic book club. So okay. I read those three vol. I read the first three volumes. So I don't know the whole entire story, but I know Lucifer was there in like a couple of issues. And yeah, I read all of Lucifer, which which the book was the comic books are okay. I like the TV show more than the comic books. So yeah. I'm hoping that they'll be in the same universe because they're both on Netflix. So it'll be interesting. And it looks like, I mean, if that's, a, if that's the case, then it could be that Netflix is probably making a whole 
universe is gonna make a Sandman universe of DC characters because Sandman has like his own world of characters. Like it takes place in the DC universe, but they have their own like universe because Sandman. I mean, it's like there's a dream world with a whole bunch of characters, and they they have spin off to their own comic book series as of now. Like they have yeah. the dreaming and the the House of Whispers and the Books of Magic, which is all in the same umbrella as Sandman. So it'll be interesting if Netflix decides to like make their own universe with these DC characters. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we don't have the Marvel characters anymore, but now we have these DC characters to play with <laughs> and make our own shows of. So yeah. it'll be interesting if that's the route that they're going to. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a spinoff to Sandman. Yeah, Lucifer, the help that Lucifer... I mean, that Sandman's a spinoff of Lucifer. So, yeah. interesting. And I would like to see Lucifer interact with Sandman in there. It'd be really interesting. I I just don't know how they're going to pull this off because they said that it's going to be the m- most expensive... TV show they probably have done ever gonna do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I see how this works out. Yeah. Okay. Bit of a risk, but yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I just don't know how they're gonna do with the book comic book exactly because there's like been char- DC characters like Superman and Martian Manhunter has been in the Sandman books, and like yeah. are those characters are gonna be in there or they're not gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if any of the DC characters that were in Sandman are going to actually be in the TV show. So I'll see how it works out. Okay. But I'm really looking forward to that. Apparently, Krypton and Lobo got canceled. So Lobo didn't even get a first season, did it? Yeah, they decided since Krypton didn't do well, they decided to Mm. not even bother with Lobo. Of course. I, I, I think a Lobo show would actually be okay. From not that from not that universe, <laughs> not that universe, not <laughs> not that universe. But hopefully, this opens up for anyone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, because I saw the first season of Krypton; it was terrible. I have not; they didn't see the second one. Yeah, I might check it out now that it's over. I think Krypton was just a flawed premise. I think from the start. Yes, because they kind of like <laughs> they try to put the it's really retarded because it's like they try to put the DC villains that I mean the Superman villains in the past. So it's like they try they time travel to the past. Yeah, and it's just like trying to change history, and it's just <laughs> what pisses me. It bothers me is that this show is taking place 200 years from Krypton blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. So what? Like, this is way too far in the past, and I don't understand why they're taking it that time frame. And then you have Zod coming from the, fu- coming from the future to the past, and you have Doomsday, Lobo. And I'm like, oh, God, it's not the Gotham that tries to insert all the villains into the past and it just doesn't work right to me 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was not a good show to me, to be honest. And I'm kind of I, I do understand why it didn't do so well in yeah on TV ratings because it was really bad. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that it got canceled. And Lobo was terrible in that trailer. So I'm glad. Yeah. True. <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad it's not gonna happen. The next news is Bond, Joker, Terminator are gonna are gonna be in the Mortal Kombat 11 game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't expect Spawn. Yeah, I didn't expect Spawn to see, to be in the game. I really ex- I'm really excited because I have this game and I've been having fun with it. Yeah, I've, I've I've got it, but I haven't had enough time to play it as much as I would like, but. When I first got, I was playing it a lot, and it's really fun. Yeah, I I played a story already. I I have stopped little, playing it a little bit. Yeah, I've I've I have been playing it when it when it when it first came out. I played it. Yeah, yeah, I've been having real fun with it, and I can't wait to play as Spawn and and the Terminator. I'm surprised the Joker is in this game. But. I think I know why they did it. They did the advertising movie, obviously. Is it the Joker from the movie? Not really. No, it's not. But no, but still, <laughs> yeah. It's just a Joker. It's a Joker. He looks different than the comic book version. He, he yeah. looks. He looks like the Joker, obviously. But it's just the art. They changed the art style. He doesn't look like the same one in Injustice. He looks different. Yeah. And maybe they'll have a skin where you can play as as uh, the Joker from the movie. I'm not sure they would do that, but maybe. it would be interesting. That would be fun. Yeah. So I'll see how that works out. I really am looking forward to that. To have those characters in there. And, yeah. And I noticed Terminator is getting a lot of like interest in video games because... I remember Sarah Connor's in the Gears of War game. Yeah, and so is the T eight hundred. Oh, he is. I cause yep. I don't have that game, but my boyfriend was he was playing it for um, Xbox Game Pass. He played so. Oh man! And I know it's you've uh, been playing it because I I see. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> I see. I see on Discord it said Zach is playing <laughs> Gears of War. <laughs> Mate. I've fallen so far behind on uni because of that game. <laughs> I love it. Wow. See, at least you're having fun with it. Oh, it's really fun. It's a good game. Yeah, and I remember seeing when my my boyfriend was playing it, he was playing as... I mean, he was when he was playing it, one of his friends were playing as Sarah Connor. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? So, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see her in, in the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> I love playing as my favorite Gears of War character, Sarah Connor. Oh, you actually play as her? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but they've also added Batista, so. Yeah, and I noticed they added some Halo characters as well. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. But, yeah, I think that's to promote the Halo Reach or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what it is for. So the next news is Marvel Ultimate Alliance three is 
they have a they have a they had a free update. It was in August. So I already downloaded these characters, but I haven't played as it as Colossus and Cyclops is in the game. Okay. I did unlock because the thing is you don't just download the characters, you have to unlock them in a yeah. infinity raid. Yeah. So me and my boyfriend unlocked them, but we haven't played it since then because we got distracted by Borderlands 3. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Fair that. So I haven't gone back to Ultimate Alliance. I will get there. And they had three new costumes, which is the symbiote Spider-Man suit, Planet Hulk. Hulk yeah. The Hulk from Planet Hulk and Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Cat, her Miss Marvel costume. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, why I hate is that you have to level up the characters so high to unlock these costumes. And me and my boyfriend is like, we're not doing this right now. We'll do this later. And we haven't got back to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it because the game gets real difficult? I, yeah. I can't wait to play with those costumes. I just got to figure out the time to actually play and unlock those costumes. Because we're at level, we're in the level, t- like, t- late, I think late 20s or 30s with the characters. And you have to be, like, level 50 or 60. And oh, I know Captain Marvel, her Miss Marvel costume is, like, you have to be level 90 to unlock it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. We're <laughs> playing, we have to be playing a lot <laughs> to see yep. that. <laughs> it's crazy, and and they're also gonna have. I can't wait for this one. In on September thirtieth, they're gonna have more. I mean, more characters to play with, which is the Marvel Knights characters. Is we Blade, yeah. Blade, Moon Knight, Punisher, and Morbius. And okay. I'm really looking forward to it because I've been wanting to play as like Moon Knight, Blade, and Punisher. I was really surprised Morbius was going to be in the game, so I'm looking forward to play as him too. I really was not expecting Morbius to be in the game because he is not that much of a popular character. But I like, no, he's not. <laughs> I like him a lot. It's just I just know he doesn't get that much attention because there's one series I like of his, and he only had nine. Yeah. Issues. He only had nine issues. <laughs> Because it doesn't okay. sell well. Yeah, his character is not that popular, so I was surprised to see him there. And now we got to see, now we get to have those characters. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And this will be a gauntlet mode for for new characters with the new characters. That's cool. Yeah. So I'll check out what that gauntlet mode is because they don't have any details on that. But yeah. I am really looking forward to play with these characters. And my boyfriend really wants to have Punisher in this game for the longest. And he thought he wasn't going to be in that game. But when he heard this, like, yeah, I'm definitely playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to. Nice. I'm excited to play as Moon Knight and Blades as well. Yeah. It's, it's a good fun. lineup. Yeah, it is. I really am looking forward to it. And they're, they're adding a lot of stuff to that game as well, it seems. So, yeah. Good stuff. They are. 
And now the last news for today is the Warner Combat movie news. Okay. Yeah, they've been they make it a new Warner Combat movie. It's gonna be a reboot and director James Wan is working on it. Is he directing it? It says it says that he he's only producing it, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, he's only direct I mean I direct he's only producing the movie. Yeah. So, okay. And Simon McCoy is the is the director. And the writer okay. is Greg Russo. So the uh third unknown unloved Russo brother. <laughs> Wait, he's a he's I'm not sure he's I don't, a Russo I, brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So yeah. But <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. And they already have like the cast of the movie. It's gonna have Joe Tasm. Yeah. Yeah, it's could it's could be weird. Joe Tasm as <laughs> Sub Zero. Haraku Sadana as Scorpions. I'm gonna be terrible with these names, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Chin Han as Shang Tsung, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Mikhail Brooks as Jax, Tad Nabu Asano as Raiden, Sissy Stringer as Melina, Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade. And Josh Lawson as Kano. Okay. And then they have Lewis Tan has been has been cast as undisclosed lead character. So I see how the, who he is. I guess you see. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I know any of those people. Yeah, I don't know any of these people except for my cat Brooks, because um, yeah, he plays Jimmy Olsen in. And Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know how you could pull off a Jax, because Jax is a much bigger guy than him, but I'll see how yeah. it works out. We'll have to see. <laughs> but, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward I to I hope it's good. Movie. I hope it's a good Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I hope it's better than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really don't know most at most of these actors that's gonna play these characters. I really don't know. No, I have to look but at James Wan being attached is uh, at least a decent sign. Yeah, he's done some good stuff. Oh, this is a video game, not the movie. God damn it! I went to type Mortal Kombat and they gave me the the list <laughs> the 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 cast and list of the video game the voice actors that's <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute i want somewhere else so yeah yeah i really don't know any of these actors that's in the movie <laughs> i'm gonna have to look up i'm gonna have to look at the imdbs on my own time but yeah i'm looking forward to this at least yeah so that's good stuff. Now I'm going to talk about The Boys season one. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> this was a really fun show. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. It was like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's it's brutal and it's full on, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting um, it really good on Amazon. Amazon doesn't have any restrictions on anything. Yeah, but yeah, it was a really good show. Um, oh man, I never read the comic books. I'm gonna check them out someday, but I have not. I never read them. But yeah, I haven't. But the shows made me want to read them. Yeah. And- it's it's made some of my friends who don't read comics. It's made them read the comics for this. Really? Wow. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> yeah, they love it. That is very interesting. But yeah, from what I've been told, the uh, the comics are very very different to the show. Yeah, and there's like some videos that I've seen that said that the they said the TV show is better than the comics. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I got see the comparison because I had the same feeling for Preacher and Lucifer. I like the TV shows better yeah. than comic books. So, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, no, the great show. Yeah, um, and I just really liked the characters and I did like I really did like Star Starlight is her name. Starlight, yep. Yeah, she was a really good character. I really enjoyed the, even the actress that plays that character. It was really... Yeah, she was, was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I even like the plot line where she's wearing those sexy, scandalous outfit. And she was like, no. I agree with her. It's like, I don't want to wear that. She, yeah. I did. That looked cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing that. <laughs> so, yeah but yeah there isn't there isn't a whole lot you can say without spoilers so me could spoil it and there's a whole point of this discussion <laughs> yeah i know but i'm just saying if you haven't seen it go and watch it yeah go watch it and then come back and listen <laughs> <laughs> yeah but damn a train was such an asshole oh wasn't he yes <laughs> what really caught me off guard and I, I did not see coming in a million years was when he put the all the heroin in Popclaw. Oh yeah. After she was like hiding out in wherever. Yeah, that was really brutal. Like he yeah. killed his girlfriend and it's just It was wow. crazy. He's such an asshole and then he blamed it on on this guy. Yeah. Like, he didn't really blame it on himself. Like, he was seeing it was this guy's fault. The guy's name is Huey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, when he killed Huey's girlfriend in the beginning, I don't like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was just brutal. <laughs> like, he just... It's like, just... Blood everywhere, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. And... <laughs> it, does a, it does a really good job of getting you on, on Huey and the boy's side. Yeah, it does. Like, while the world is just stacked against them, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting. Like, I I felt like it would be like Watchmen, but it still has its own thing. Yeah. And, god damn it, Highlander and, is such a brutal character. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, whoever played Highlander did 
an incredible job because I hate him. <laughs> I do hate him, and that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the guy playing him did an excellent job. <laughs> yeah, did such a great job, and it's just yeah. he he plays like because he reminds me of the Injustice Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A like, lot. If they ever made an Injustice movie. He'll be perfect as that Superman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was good. Um, and I was not expecting what he did at the end. That the, oh, the the cliffhanger. Oh yeah. man. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like that. That is like the the best sort of fuck you that Carl Urban's character could have had. You know. Yeah. Like nothing would hurt him more than. Like, even just his wife just being dead would not have hurt him more than... Yeah. He got cucked by Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not really expecting him to blow the... Like, burn the guys, the girl's eyes out like that. It's just... Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> this and show do, is what so to, brutal. Go what on. happened to her baby? Do we know? No, we don't know. The baby is still... It's either just... Yeah, so we don't know who's yeah, gonna raise the child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's definitely not gonna have Homelander raise the kid. No, he'd <laughs> <laughs> be the worst dad in the world. Yeah, so I'll see what happens with that. Oh, oh yeah. And the other scene I thought was really, really well done was was on the plane. Oh yeah! Man. Oh man, was, that was, was like, that was scene was terrible because I mean, yeah. like Colander just like doesn't even give a shit that there's a kid there and just like eye lasers uh, the plane and it's like wow, yeah, such a dick. <laughs> and then when they're trying to leave and they're like, just just take my daughter and he like threatens to laser just everyone there. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like shit. He is very shit. That's dark. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you hate A-Chain at the start but like compared to Homelander you, you're like this guy's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think Homelander is worse than, than A-Train yeah A-Train has only murdered like a handful of people A-Train's Homelander's murdered so many yeah he just loves it <laughs> And it was weird because people on Reddit actually look up to these characters. Like, no, you're not supposed to look up to these people. But okay, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> these are like murderers. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, they're they're awful people. <laughs> yeah, they have no sympathy for 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 innocent people. They just like yeah. kill. It's like it's, I don't mind bad people, but good people? Hell no. <laughs> children come on it's just yeah. awful <laughs> um, they started to show a bit of sympathy for the Wonder Woman character though yeah I don't think she really is one of those type of people like I honestly don't think she was oh. yeah she's sort of just caught up in it yeah Can't really do much. I think she's just caught up in it like she, I don't think yeah. she's killed anyone I just think that oh yeah I I think I know what airplane scene you were talking about the one with, they leave a whole bunch of people that the plane was gonna crash and yeah yeah I mean the plane does cr- ends up crashing into the water and those people die yeah. 
Yeah, that was. Just, oh yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot the one you were talking about before that. Oh, because I remember the one that there was two airplane scenes. The one with the yeah. Homelander. <laughs> Like eye laser beam, the... he, he destroys two planes full of people. In yeah, this show. it's just <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. Oh, and both of them, he's like staring at small children as he does it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have no, he doesn't really give a shit about children. It's just really god awful <laughs> how he is. He's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my man. god! And I didn't think he wanted. He was gonna kill the the woman that 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 was gonna that was he was working for because he wanted to have sex with her, and I just didn't think he was gonna kill her. Yeah, I completely forget where we were. It was on the Homelander with the pl- airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, we saw about the Wonder Woman character. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she... Because she, she sort of starts to bond with uh, Starlight. Yeah, that she was... She sort of reveals that, like, all the good stories that they make up for everyone else are, like, true for her and... Yeah, yeah she starts to feel sympathy for what's going on with Starlight and... She doesn't like the things that Homelander does. Yeah. And I remember they she was they were she was in a relationship with Homelander at one point in time and they broke it off. Yeah. See. Yeah, Homelander had um Go ahead. I don't know if it's in the comics, but when when they sort of explained his origin in the show, they I mean, they made it so you can understand why he's like he is. Yeah. But you still hate him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they just wanted to but, understand why make you understand why he does the things, not just yeah. not to agree with what he does. <laughs> yeah. I think um I didn't expect all the weird sexual stuff that he was gonna get into. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And and, and like he just he's he stands there staring at his boss through the walls and shit. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I noticed I noticed the deep character. He's not too bad. Yeah, I know he was. That was disrespectful and fucked up. The yeah, he, he starts off as like this guy's almost as bad as A Train, and then by the end, you're like, he's so harmless. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like he was just influenced by all the bad things that happened with these superheroes, and he wasn't really a bad person. Like you started finding out like later on. That, yeah, I mean the sexual harassment thing was bad. It was really bad, but it seems like he didn't know any better. Yeah, like he just doesn't know how to um, behave or what's what's yeah. actually appropriate for to be a human being. Like, yeah, he seems like he could be a decent guy and could learn from his mistakes and be a better oh, person. Yeah. That's what it looks like. like. But I'm not sure he's gonna reach up to that point. I'm gonna have yeah, to wait see. Know. Yeah, because he starts off and you're like, this guy's a real piece of shit. But yeah. at the same time, he doesn't murder anyone. Yeah, he doesn't murder yeah. anyone. He cared about the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> Poor dolphin. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it felt so bad. 
I completely lost what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, yeah. In in the comic books, when Starlight first joins and in the show, uh, how the Deep harasses her and, and does what he does. In the comic books, it's just straight up Homelander that does it. What What do you mean that actually does it? I mean... That when, when Starlight first gets there and the Deep, like, takes his pants off and tries to... Yeah. Like, make a move on it. In um in the comic books, it's Homelander that does it, not the Deep. So, he's just a straight up, like, biggest piece of shit in the comic books. Oh, okay. Because, like, in the show, he sort of he sort of tries to hide it from the public, you know? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, he does try to hide it from the public in the show. But, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a really good show. It's cast very well. Everyone gives a good performance. Yeah, it, 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 everyone um, does. I think I think Huey does really good. Yeah, he did really good, and I was like definitely on his side. Like he was. The way yeah, I was like, was, yeah, you should be mad. <laughs> yeah, he should be mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's like fair enough, man. You, oh, and I couldn't believe when when they killed Translucent. Oh yeah, I was How not they expecting did that. that I was just Huey. like, wow, okay, like, wow, because <laughs> yeah. he's like such oh. an innocent-looking guy, and it didn't oh, yeah. come across that he oh. was gonna do that to Translucent. And I was like, oh. wow, yeah, and I was also not expecting Frenchie care about that girl the i forgot her name the the asian yeah that that was that was a bit of an unexpected plot subplot yeah yeah like he was he was actually falling in love with her yeah it was it was a really good show i really did enjoy it and i'm not sure kyle arvin's character billy butcher is i'm not sure he's a good guy like they, I, I kind of feel like there's something wrong with him too. In the show. Oh yeah, he's he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just dragged everyone on on his on his personal vendetta. Yeah, it does seem like that way. Yeah, like I think he's twisting his own way, and I guess they're gonna show more of that in the second season. Yeah, oh, I think he's. I think he's going to go completely off the rails in the second season, especially with um, what he's discovered about his wife and, yeah. and Homelander, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. At the end, it was just, ugh. I wonder how that's going to work out with his wife. Yeah. Other than that, I, I have absolutely no idea where the second season's going to go. Yeah. I have no um, idea where it's going to go. I, I suppose they'll have to try and get Billy back because I assume Homelander will have him captured now if he doesn't kill him. Yeah. And they've got they've got Starlight on their team now. She's helping them out. Yeah. I'd definitely like to see what happens with that because I noticed Starlight yeah. didn't agree with some of the things that they were doing. No. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely want to see how that works out. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. And I didn't think because it was interesting to see Simon Pegg as Huey's father in there. Yeah, that was pretty cool because Huey is based on Simon Pegg in the books. What is that? What you said again? 
Sorry. Uh, Hugh, <clears throat> Huey is based on Simon Pegg in the books. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, he's, he's designed off him, so it's pretty cool. Oh, it's good to see. Check that out because I have not read the comics yet. <laughs> I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's it was a really good TV sh- the TV show. Oh man, and I hoping we get to see more Black Noir. Because yeah, he, he was he was he didn't just, have a lot to do. Yeah, he was just there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he he didn't seem bad. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he yeah he was just <laughs> he was behind just the scenes. He wasn't like yeah, <laughs> he was barely there. He was making a movie with Seth Rogen. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mother's Milk, which the guy, the black guy, he has a, that's such a weird name for him, but. Yeah. The guy that works with the boys, basically. He, he, I like that everybody kept making fun of him when he talks to his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah like his girlfriend always yells at him over the phone, and he's like, oh, let's see about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was so kind of it was so funny. I I did enjoy that. It was the comedy was good in this show as well. It was it was good all around. To be honest, oh yeah, it was it was pretty funny for yeah. such a dark show. Yeah, it, it had was. Some, it had funny. some good jokes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just well written all around. Yeah, very well done. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the second season. Yeah, me too. Did they kill A Train in the in the TV show? I don't. I was just trying to think about that. Oh, because he, he has a heart, heart attack. attack. But yeah, we can't remember if like Starlight brings him back or not. Yeah, my memory's blank on that. <laughs> oh man, I should have gotten a refresher. Yeah, I, I should remember this. I've seen that bit twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's dead. <laughs> they should kill him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. Um. I don't think he does. Oh god, cause I don't remember that. I know he gets a heart attack, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Because Huey tries to give him CPR, and then Starlight stays behind, so we don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the boys? Not really. I don't. Oh, the fly was kind of weird in the in the scene. Though I think it was. You, I don't know if you see the fly running around, like flying around when they were yeah. talking. I don't even remember that scene where it was like a fly talk, flying when Billy Butcher was talking with. I think it was Huey. And it was like a fly, and I don't know, someone on Reddit it told me that 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 car- that fly has to do something with a, a ant. It's a character is like Ant Man in the in the show. I mean, the oh, comic okay. books. And yeah, he was in the beginning of the show when they go to that bar place where everybody is just hooking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was real weird. And you just you get to see more of his character in the. Maybe in the second season because he's in the later books. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, and I really did like this 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 TV show. It was a really good one. It was very good. Yeah. And 
now I guess I'll talk a little bit about the Batman Hush movie. Okay. Did you see that or? I didn't see it. No. Oh. So. Okay. I'm relying on you here. <laughs> it's, it was okay. Okay. It was good often to a certain point. Yeah. It. I don't know if I should tell you who they put as Hush in this one. You, you can spoil it. It's all good. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll go into spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and don't want spoilers, um, go watch it and then come back. It's the Riddler as Hush. Oh, what? Yeah, they fucking ruined what? it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, instead of Tommy Elliot, which was supposed to be um, Bruce Wayne's friend when he, from school. Right. Is was it was the Riddler. That's that's such a pointless <laughs> Yeah, it was so fucking retard it was hard that part. Like I loved everything until they revealed who Hush was and that just ruined the whole entire movie for me. Yeah, why didn't they just leave it? I don't know, because they wanted to give it a shock value. And to me, that's shock value <laughs> that doesn't work. I mean not you don't just do shock value just for the sake of it. It's just yeah. That's that's um, the, the Riddler would never do that as well. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't feel right for it to be the Riddler. I really did not like that the Riddler was hush. It just it just really bothered me when I saw that, and it was just like, oh, why did he do that? I was enjoying the movie up until that point because <laughs> I really did. Exclu- I did like how they explored a Batman and Catwoman relationship in that movie. It was yeah. so much better done than what Tom King ever did. And yeah. it really made sense of why they would break up because in the movie they do break up. And yeah. the only reason why they broke up is because Batman is not willing to cross the line. Like she wanted him to kill the Riddler and he wouldn't do it. Even after he killed his best friend. So it's like she thought that Batman was insane for not wanting to kill the criminals. So they decided she to thinks break he's up. insane for not wanting to kill someone, but she doesn't think she he's insane for dressing up as a bat and running around. Ah, because she just looks like <laughs> a cat running around. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. I guess there's certain there's certain things that they consider insane. I don't know, but that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, they decided it did make sense of why she broke up with him though, because yeah, because the one with Tom King is just like. He decides to make Catwoman and I get married with Batman because Bane told her not told her not to, and it's like, yeah. oh God, that just sounds stupid. <laughs> so yeah, that's why mm. I prefer the Batman this Batman Hush movie how they did it. It was really interesting, and yeah, okay, it actually uh, made more sense than than what Tom King does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it was a really good movie, and 
I mean, it was a good movie up until that point. It's just that that the ending ruins it. Like, I think it could yeah. have been a good movie if they decided to go with the whole thing that Tommy Elliot is actually Hush, not the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> it just really threw me off. And they really did adapt some certain scenes really well from the comic books to to the the movie. It was... I mean, the movie to the comic books, it was really well done there. And they did some scenes that were translated there. And I really did like Nightwing on that, on the, on that movie. He was pretty funny and he kept making jokes about Batman and Catwoman banging each other. It was pretty funny. Like he was acting like a, appeared he was acting like a dick which is yeah obviously his name but <laughs> he was actually <laughs> fitting into his name so but he was like in a comedy way not like an asshole way like more like a yeah, joking yeah. person so i really did enjoy that nightwing was really funny there another thing is that what bothered me is that i was hoping to see jason todd in this movie because he is in the in the comic book. Yeah. Yep. Even though it was later revealed. But he's not in it. Yeah, he's not in it at all. And it's just oh. disappointing. Like, my boyfriend said that he would have actually preferred if they wanted to do the whole shock value thing. Like, it would be more interesting if Jason Todd was Hush instead of Riddler. Like, it would probably... Yeah. If they wanted to make it different, they should have chose Jason Todd rather than the Riddler because I mean it'd be slightly better than the yeah. Riddler. The Riddler makes it make a little bit more sense than the Riddler. Riddler yeah. makes no sense at all. <laughs> Cuz it's like Jason Todd knows Batman from since he was I mean yeah. Yeah, since Jason Todd knows Batman since you know since Jason Todd was a child, so it will make more sense cuz Riddler doesn't doesn't have that close relationship with Batman as Tommy Tommy Elliot does. And, yeah, exactly. Or Jason Todd, he doesn't have that relationship with him. So it's just like it's just kind of weird that it just throws you off that he decides to have the Riddler as Hush. It's just ugh. And I know. I mean, I found I. Because I did read the comic books, the Batman Hush comic books, a long time ago. It was like years yeah. ago. So my memory is kind of fuzzy with it. So yeah, I remember reading on Reddit, it was that the 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 kind of the 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 reason why they made they did it is because in the comic book, Riddler, I mean Hush is working for Hitler. I mean not, not Hitler. Oh Hitler. my god! <laughs> oh my god! That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> no way! Because no. I said Riddler. I said Hitler instead of Riddler. Oh my god! Because I was watching Preacher yesterday and I saw Hitler, oh, okay. and I think the, the word came out. The name came it's out. So <laughs> the the Hush was working for Riddler, and yeah, in the comic books, and I think that instead of him working for 
Riddler, he is the Riddler. So it's like, I guess they just decided to go with that route. Yeah. Because, I don't know. It's just that, to me, I would have preferred that maybe Hodge doesn't work for the Riddler. The Riddler is just... Because the thing is, you see a whole bunch of villains in this storyline because they're they're working with with it was it's technically the riddler but in the in the comic books they they were made it seem like they're working for the hush and then at the end you find out it's working for the riddler but yeah you see these villains like trying to get batman into thinking that something is like trying to get at him for something I've totally forgot but yeah it was I really did like the comic books back then cause I mean I haven't read the comic books rec- I haven't read the Batman Hush again recently I, it's one of the first books that actually pulled me into comic books cause I have the, yeah. the whole entire collection of the Batman Hush and that's cool I was dying to see this movie adapted because it's one of my favorite storylines, and I have all the Batman. Act, I mean the the Hodge line action figures. Yeah, yeah, because is it was I wanted to get into comic books, and I I decided to pick up the Batman Hodge series, and I got to know the characters so well in there because they had every single Batman villain in that storyline, so. Yeah, I got to know the characters really That's well. Cool. Yeah, so okay, it's I was dying to see this adapted, and oh. it turned out not the way I wanted it. Not very good. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, mm. it's an okay movie up until the point where Hush is revealed. So yeah, I guess I guess I would give it a seven point. 7.0 okay because it was alright and then they just, so I think it's just okay was, yeah no. <laughs> so yeah they could have done a much better job they actually went through with it yeah and I kind of wish I saw Jason Todd I mean it would have been cool to see that because they haven't introduced Jason Todd in this universe that they're making with these movies. And I, it seems like the Jason Todd and Tim Drake doesn't exist, but I want them to exist in this universe. And it's just kind of disappointing that their one chance to introduce them, they decide not to introduce them still. Kind of very disappointing. Oh boy. So hopefully they get to find a way to introduce Jason Todd and Tim Drake on that in that universe of the DC movie, the animated movies. Uh, a couple of scenes I did like of the movie was that I did like the Superman being controlled by Poison Ivy. They did that pretty well. Okay. But there was one scene that became very freaking pointless, especially to the ending of the plot, that I just realized that there's a scene where Batman talks to Lady Shiva and... It leads to nothing because I know in the comic book it has to deal with Raja Gold being in the, in the Batman Hush storyline, 
And mm. in the end of the storyline, you do find out, like, a couple of issues later, you do find out that the Riddler was working for Raja Ghoul. So it's like Hodge working for Riddler and Riddler's working for Raja Ghoul because he's the one that resurrected him from the Lodger's pit and told him he figured out, found out Batman's secret identity. Uh, yeah. I mean, they did do the Lodger's pit part in the in the Batman Hush movie, but they didn't put that he was working for Raja Ghul. They just did. They just oh, they just left it out. Yeah. Okay. And I felt like that was pointless because Raja Ghul is not even in the movie. Like his yeah. comic book, and it really didn't have much anything. Like the storyline had nothing to do with Raja Ghul, and that made mm. it even less. Maybe you made it more disappointing. So yeah, it was. Uh, that's why I thought it was an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they must have cut a fair bit. Yeah. Oh. So now I'm gonna go to the comic books. Okay. And the first comic book I'm gonna review is Na- Naomi number six, which is another. Final issue. Okay, more final issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I decided to do final issues because a lot of books were ending as I was in this hiatus. Yeah, okay. So I decided to do that. Yeah, so Naomi number six was a mini series. I did really like this one. I gave this one an 8.0. I did like it a lot. Okay. And. And the story was about it leads off where Naomi tells her friend that she discovered she had powers and that she's from a alternate earth with beings that have superpowers. And she gave her a little her back history about her parents because she found out she was adopted into this world into the main earth, and she was she came from an alternate earth. Right. So. She found out that her adoptive parents, they are also from this world, but they were her, like, protectors. So, they after they, after her parents were, like, I, I'm not sure they disappeared or they died. They still don't state if they died or not. But apparently, she went, I mean, the, yeah, the adoptive parents went to go protect her on this planet. Since her parents are disappeared. So when she goes to talk to a friend and tell her that she has powers and and her backstory, one of the villains that killed her parents comes in and like opens a portal to her world. And he tells her things about the world and she decides to learn what she's like. She. They talk to each other and figure out what's going on. And as is also going on, one of the bodyguards is one of the people from her world are looking for her with her parent with her adoptive parents because they noticed she was missing. So they went okay. to go look for her and so speaking to her friend. So yeah. And as that was going on, she was talking to the guy that was that killed her parents. And 
the guy was trying to pretend he didn't kill her parents, but she starts. She wanted to hear what he had to say, and then she decided to fight him and say that you don't, you actually don't want to kill my parents. Don't lie to me like that. So, but then he calls her a single, uh, sneaky liar. Oh. <laughs> so they start fighting each other. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> He has a pretty awesome fighting scene, and then another friend of her mom's tells her to to leave here, okay. to, to never come back to this world. So she kicks her out. But then the villain tries to come in to the to the main earth, and then Naomi kicks him back out inside a portal. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, it sounds pretty epic, but <laughs> that's that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty much it. She meets up with her parents and her friends, and that's pretty much how it ends. I did like this issue a lot because you get to find out backstory about this character, and you get to find out where she comes from, and and the art was really good as well. I really did like the art. I was pretty impressed with it, and it was very detailed, and they did a good way of showing her powers and it seemed i'm hoping to it says i don't know because they said that they they might do a second mini series of this and i'm hoping they do because at the first at first i didn't like it but it started be started becoming becoming good like around the third issue and, okay and they decided to end it on the sixth issue but you get to learn a lot about the the history of where she comes from and where her parents are from, but it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. I did really enjoy it. So and that's why I gave it an 8.0. And trying to find out the name of the artist because I really did like the art a lot. I think it's probably in the last page. <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I hate when they do that because sometimes they put the artist on the first page and then they end up putting yeah. Sometimes they put on the last page. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The artist was Jamal Campbell. Yeah, he was really good at this. I really like it. And the writers were Brian yeah, Michael Pentis okay. and David Walker. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. And I'm, they find out that the character is going to appear in Young Justice and on the, the comic book. And the one of the action comics... She's up here with Superman, so I'm looking forward to reading those and knowing yeah. about this character. That's really cool. Yeah. And there are some things that a lot of people like that Bendis decided to do for this character. I'm not sure if it was Bendis or David Walker, but he decided to give Naomi's her the last name of a famous um, comic book writer that did the Milestone Universe. Uh, okay. Dwayne McDuffie. And yeah, he, yeah. He, I mean, the character has his last name. So this plays homage. Oh, that's cool ass. Yeah. What you said? I said that's cool ass. That's cool ass, you said? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so the next one is... I just don't know if that villain... I hope that villain does come back because I do want to see more of him. Cause see yeah. See what he's going to to her or to something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Hopefully. (laughs) 
So the next book I'm going to talk about is Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number 10. And I decided to give, give this one a 7.0. It was okay. Because it's about Gwen Stacy. She goes to the... She goes to the 616 universe because she... What's that noise? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, what? she she goes to the 616 universe because she's trying to find out that something's going on with her powers. It keeps turning on and off and it gives her a headache. So she, she went to go look for... Uh, she went to go see if there's like a... Because in her universe, she found that the symbiote was made by some doctor called Isla Brock, which is supposed to be like a female version of Eddie Brock. When she, okay. was, she was a scientist, but she couldn't find her in her Earth. So she went to go to another Earth and see if it's the same version of the person, but she finds out that the person doesn't even exist in that universe. And she runs into Spider-Man and she asks about if there's there as the rock and she tells it he tells her that there's a Eddie Brock and he doesn't know where he's at that they'll try to eventually just figure out how to see what's wrong with her powers and she ends up fighting they end up teaming up and both fighting the swarm with the beast like a uh, like a villain that has like a, a body of bees and form to a a human body, something like that. Okay. It's a, it's a corny-ass D-list villain. <laughs> yeah, they start fighting him and beat him up. And and then after they defeat him, a girl dies to ask Spider-Gwen was her name. And she figured out so the superhero name. She calls herself Ghost Spider, so that's a new superhero name. And she's decided that she's going to maybe stay here for a bit and... Maybe study study in the in the school. Okay. So, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna try to go to school in the six and six universe, and that's pretty much it. So it was an okay issue. I did kind of a good conclusion, just that the art felt very messy, and it's just okay. It's just weird that Peter Parker doesn't really get to figure out what's gonna. I'm not sure they're gonna figure out the relaunch because they actually relaunched this series. And it's called a Ghost Spider instead of Gwen Sp- Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. So it's still got a Spider okay. Gwen name and it's like Ghost Spider. So I'll see how the relaunch is going to work out. Yeah. It was okay. It's just the art was just really, really bad. And it's just, uh <laughs> I never really liked the art for this, this one. And I don't know what was the purpose of relaunching it, but I guess... Because it's going to have the same writer, but a different artist. I guess they just wanted to give a new artist because this one wasn't doing so well. Yeah. So. It was okay. Uh, hopefully the the next relaunch of this year was much, is much better because it was okay. I don't know. This is not as good as the first Spider-Gwen series. Yeah. So. Okay. It wasn't horrible, but it's okay. So I give it a pass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is I'm gonna go to is the silencer number eighteen, which is another final issue. And this one this one was alright as well. I gave this one a seven point five. 
I just... Because the thing is, you see that apparently... Because the thing is, it left off with the silencer running away from Talo Ghoul that was going after her and trying to look for her because she betrayed her once again. And because she pretended her memories were erased and she didn't remember who she was and she just was supposedly obeying to her 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 rule but and she finds she finds out that the silencer was just doing it as a trick and portrays her and starts running away from her and okay. they were also fighting a villain but she she got rid of the villain so that was from the last issue so now she just after she runs away she ends up meeting back with her family because her family thought she was dead or or missing, so she ends up seeing her hus- finding her husband and her child at home, and they they end up doing that. And the father, me, her husband were asking like, was he was asking where she's been? I thought she, I thought you were dead. I, I didn't know you going to be here. So he, yeah, she tells him that she was. It was just that she was doing like she was. She was doing something for the government. The government told her, decides to fake her death. So okay, yeah, she said there was a government <laughs> that was trying to told her to fake her death because she was. They were, uh, I don't know. I was just trying to remember exactly what it was, but I just know that that she was. She lied to her husband. It's uh, her husband, and it's it's just that. Ugh, that got me really annoyed because. This whole entire time, I wish she would just like tell him, but they decided. Yeah. Even if this, even if the series ended, they decided not to even bother with it. And I kind of wish that they, she finally tells her husband that she used to work for Talagul, that she was in this organization, and and now okay. she's trying to run away from it. But it's just this stupid, constantly moving, and it's just not. Because <laughs> the thing is, there, there's there been a history where she is constantly moving place to place and her husband doesn't even quite begin to question why she keeps doing that. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, it's pretty obvious that she's hiding something. <laughs> that, that whole stupid, yeah. oh, she faked her death because the government told her to doesn't make much sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you even see the husband goes to therapy about this, and he just seems like all like an emotional rot, and then he just yeah yeah she was staging a death because of a terrorist incident. That's about it. It wasn't a good explanation, but whatever. It was pretty okay. bad, and yeah, apparently he rubs it off. He decides to just let it go, and just they decide to go move away again, and hope to find. I mean, have a new life somewhere else. And apparently, Silencer does run into Deathstroke because Deathstroke wanted to tell her that that, that Leviathan is gone, that Tyler's organization has been taken over by somebody else. So there's... She's kind of... She's kind of... She's not on the hunt anymore, but she should be expecting something else to happen since... Organization yeah, got okay. taken over, which is what's been happening in Superman books. They've been detailing that, and 
I haven't read all of it yet, so I'll check out what happens there. But it's been, it was okay. I, that's why I gave it a 7.5. It wasn't terrible, but I just kind of, I just didn't like that she still didn't tell a secret identity to her husband. And it's just the way that part is done is pretty dumb. Yeah. So I didn't like that. So. Overall, it was okay. So I'm hoping to see more of this character somewhere else because I know her series didn't last too long because it was dying down eventually. So I guess it yeah. didn't last long, but she was pretty. She's still longer than most of the other ca- new characters that that was spin off of this Dark Knight Spinal thing. So she lasts longer than most of the other characters that they introduced. And now the only remaining spinoff of that of these Dark Knights Battle books is the Terrifics. So I'll see how long that lasts. So the next book is the next book I'm gonna be talking about is the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number forty six. Okay. Yeah, this one I gave it an eight point zero. It's it was just, it was the end of their story arc with it had to do with War of the Realms. And I really did enjoy this one. It, cause she's trying to, she's working with, um, forgot the character's name already. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Rat Tosker, something like that. Some of Guardian Squirrel Girl of Chaos. No, Squirrel God of Chaos. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they've been working together. And she made her go to her side because she used to be a villain of Squirrel Girls. But yeah. now that this War of the Realms event is happening, they decided to work together because they were treating, because she was in prison and they were treating her bad and she escapes and runs to Squirrel Girl. So they're working together to take down the Frost Giants from Canada because they were taking over. The, the North American side of of the Earth. So yeah. Okay. So they were f- fighting in the Frost Giants, and they found out that uh, that the Frost Giants likes to eat the big the big um the big gong whales, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those. I mean, they're not really whales, but that's what they call them. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the big gong. Belgala whales, whatever you call those things. Yeah, so they eat them and they the Squirrel Girl and Rasker was trying to figure out a way they can get the whales away from like they were trying to get the whales to fight the fro- to help them defeat the frost giants and get them out of here. And like the thing is they did catch your whole whales to eat, but then he decides to get some uh, some the squirrel girl and Rasco went to go get some other whales to help to help those other whales escape. And then they squirrel girl decides to no it was it was yeah they squirrel girl and Rasco decides to talk to the frost giants who that they shouldn't even be here because their leader doesn't really care about them because because taking over the North America the North American area of Earth. Is pretty pointless to them because there's places like Florida or Arizona and 
Yeah. <laughs> Those places are like the hottest places to 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 even <laughs> live at. And it's just like it makes it pointless because they can't live in hot conditions. So yeah. taking over this place will be pointless. You're setting yourself <laughs> up for failure, like you're, you're leading yourself to to death. So they got pissed <laughs> off and decided to go after their king and Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they run off and the frost giants are gone and now she goes meet up with Loki and she finds out what Loki is gonna be the new ruler of the frost giants because you find okay. on the War of the Realms that the leader of frost giants is getting killed. Yeah. So yeah, he's he runs off and you find out in the end of the story that Rasker I really don't know how to say her name, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that she decides to become a reporter, talk about her, her random, I think some random acts of chaos that happens on the world. Okay. So yeah, she, that's what she reports on. So it was pretty interesting to see this. So that was the end of the book, but it was pretty interesting for this character to go to some interesting character development. I really did like that a lot. And yeah. I like that she did came up with her a new name for herself. I should just call her Rachel because she did came up with a new <laughs> name for herself. She called herself Rachel. Okay. Just to establish her own new perso- personality. That she's no longer a villain. Yeah, so it was pretty interesting for her for her and Squirrel Girl to become friends and work this out and she learned how to be a good person because there were like times that she failed and Squirrel Girl felt like giving up on her but she didn't so she gave her a second chance and it was pretty good how they worked that how worked it out i really did enjoy this storyline it's like one of the very few war of the realm storylines i did enjoy so overall it was still it was a very fun storyline and it was pretty funny as well so yeah that's about it for that one okay and the next one is the unstoppable wasp number 10 which is also a final issue and that one was, it was okay. It gave it a 7.5. In this story, the girl organization that was the young Wasp has created, Hope Van Dyne, she, they're fighting off uh, Monica Raspucci, which is a, a villain that used to be the leader of AIM, but she now has, she is back, she's apparently the leader of AIM again. Okay. So, yeah, because no one's the leader of AIM now, so she took it over again. So, yeah, she's been fighting Wasp and her friends, and she had her own team of teenagers to fight them, and they decided to take her down, and and at the end of the book, you do, after they take her down and arrest her, and tell the, because they think, the thing is they helped the teenagers that were working for Monica, Decides to go on the other side because she was just using them to take over the world. That she really didn't okay. care about the inventions that they were making, because they were making inventions to save the world from. I think it was climate change. I don't know. I forget yeah. what it was. <laughs> it was something to do. Has something to do with that. I think. So Monica lied about being able to help the world. So they to portray her after they found out she lied and then then after that happened Wasp ends up finding out 
Because the thing is, one of the characters, they said that I don't think your stepmom, Janet, has told you everything. And so, yeah, Waz finds out that, that her father became Ultron. Right. So, yeah, that's the Ultron took over his body and started yeah. being a villain. So, the thing is, Waz, I mean, Janet end up keeping it a secret from her from from Hank Finn's daughter and now they finally told her and apparently she took it off as it was nothing. I mean it it was just pretty dumb. That she's okay. like, Oh, I know why she did it because she didn't want to hurt my feelings and because she cared about me and she loved me so it was okay for her to lie to me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that that would be the case if it was realistically. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure if your stepmom lied about you, lied to something about your father, I'm pretty sure the automatic reaction with it is that you'd be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you're mad that you were lied about, not, you know, not told this secret that's been around for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just, it doesn't make under. It doesn't really make it believable that a child would understand the situation so easily. I'm pretty sure since she's a child, she should have been like pissed off at the situation and get mad at Janet for lying to her for all these years and not tell her a way that they can help her father get back to his normal self. So you didn't do anything about that. And we also get to find out one of the characters that worked with that were was in the same vet room organization as Hope Van Dyne. She finds out her her full name and it was it was Jing Lu. So she finds out her real name but she doesn't know. I think she's gonna find out who her real parents are maybe someday eventually, but the book is already cancelled. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like it really matters, but whatever. But it was okay conclusion, I guess. I think they decided not to like ugh, give Hope Van Dyne to get mad about her, about her stepmom lying because that's the book is already over, so there's no point of putting a new drama to fill. Yeah, it's not gonna be bothered concluding, but. I don't know. It just makes it very freaking weird that she reacted like it was okay. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. The art was good and it was very well detailed. I did like the art for this one. And I just wish that I wish that this book was kept on going, but it didn't sell so well, so Yeah. The second time this book got cancelled because it didn't Oof. sell well single issues in the first the first volume only it had the same writer and artist it had it only lasted eight issues and then all of a sudden they decided to bring the series back because uh the trade paperbacks were selling pretty good yeah right and then the book got canceled again because the single issues weren't selling it that well so it seems like to me this book could only sell as a trade paperback it cannot do so well with <laughs> yeah. single, single issues it's a bit weird 
Yeah, because a lot of people like to buy the books all together. They don't like to record yeah. weekly, and well, yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are into like the trade paperback or graphic novel forms. They don't. I know a lot of people are more into that than buying single issues. It's yeah, coming. I, I think I probably fall into that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people are not really into the whole single issue trend. I don't know, but I always feel like they should start counting the trade paperbacks. I mean, they started doing that, but it's just... I don't know. I think comic books have to figure out a way to... I don't know, because single issues aren't (laughs) selling as well as uh, the trade paperbacks. Yeah. So, I don't know. They had to figure something out with that. <laughs> yeah, overall, it was okay. So, the next one is... See, yeah, I'm gonna really going to miss that series because they introduced a lot of characters. And I was hoping to see more of them. There was one character that discovered she had plant powers. And I wanted to know more about that. But, oh, well. And the next book I'm going to talk about is... I'm going to skip The Walking Dead for now because I want to talk about it last. Okay. The next one is Thor number 14 and 15. And in Thor, at Thor 14, I did not like it at all. I think I could give it a five. <laughs> oh, boy. Because the art was really bad. The story was didn't make much sense because... The story was about the Fantastic Four and the they end up going to the past and finding young Thor to help fight in the War of the Realms. Yeah. And yeah, so all the Thors they end up teaming up to fight Malekith and Young Thor is complaining all this whole entire time. Why he doesn't have the meteor? Why he's not worthy of it? And it's just, it's this constant bickering. It's really fucking annoying. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to be like that because he's a young Thor, very young, young naive child. Yeah. And then at the like, uh, then at at the end, he's trying to pick up the hammer, the meteor, and. He ends up do, he ends up do picking it up and like save his mother from from Malekith, and then after he is he is worthy of the hammer. He said he doesn't want it anymore, so he gives it okay. back to Old Thor, and he's he said he prefers to have his his Jabajor, which is his axe weapon. So he doesn't want to. Yeah. Be, he doesn't want to have the ha- the meteor anymore. Okay. Like, okay. You do all this bitching and bickering to not want to <laughs> have it anymore. <laughs> it's just like the whole thing goes pointless. So you're just being annoying for no freaking reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not like this story, and it was just kind of pointless. And uh, I did not like Thor number fifteen either. It was. I was I gave it a, a six point five. It was okay. Okay. Cause the thing is, what bothered me is that this book decides to tell the same exact story as Rel- War of the Realms Omega, and it's like, why is there? 
I don't if why if they're both by the same of the same freaking goddamn story, why you have to buy two picks to get the same one? And just <laughs> yeah, why couldn't they just leave this story off? Like don't even bother doing a issue fifteen and just do only Ward Rounds Omega. That's it, because I know this is concluding War of the Realms after this takes place at the War of the Realms number six. Yeah. And after they defeat Malekith, you see all the... It's like it's supposed to be like an entry point to all the series that's coming out. You see a little bit of of Loki ruling ruling the Forest Giants. And yeah. you see um, Jane Foster becoming the new Valkyrie because all the Valkyries have been dead. And she gets this piece of her hammer and so becoming... A new weapon that attaches to her arm. She has new abilities of it. Okay. And at the end, you do find out that Malekith goes to hell, which is, I mean, which is the fair enough. Yeah, she goes. <laughs> he goes to the hell of realm of yeah, of, yeah, of hell. So he ends up being there, and he's tortured to repeat the the same origin story like there's an origin story where he gets treated as he gets treated like shit by his own people and right yes no it's not his own people is apparently he was he gets being tortured by these dog things as he was a child because he was working for his his home race was treating him like a slave so he runs out he keeps running to a bunch of wolves and he gets eaten over and over so he experiences the same thing over and over and so he can somehow get out of it but i don't think he they say that he never will okay so he has to face that punishment over and over it's like some eternal health that kind of thing when's and, anything eternal in a comic book yeah i know that's life. why I don't think, <laughs> it's like he's gonna get out they might say he's eternal but it's a comic book world whatever yeah and Thor also finds out he's gonna be the leader of Asgard. And okay. that's pretty much it. It's just telling those stories across the books. So yeah. And the funny thing <laughs> is that War War of the Bronze Omega is the same exact shit. It's nothing different. Right. Okay. <laughs> the only difference is that you find in this War of the Realms Omega number one, you see Hamidal gives Daredevil a new weapon that he has like the batons. They're now some magical yeah. weapon. They have some okay. Asgardian thing. But then in the regular Daredevil series that she's never mentioned or you don't see <laughs> any of those weapons. You don't see the weapon anywhere or they don't even mention okay. War of the Realms I mean, ever happened. So this is like point fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then they do the whole Jane Foster find out she has these powers and she's yeah. working in the doctor and studying the the Valkyrie's dead bodies. So yeah, it's the same freaking shit as War the I mean that Thor fit number fifteen issue. <laughs> and then it show Loki becoming ruler of the Frost Giants. Same freaking thing. That's not even different. He just talks yeah. to a child and that's about it. Things of new ruler, he protects the child. That's 
because they were attacking him and he saves them. And then they have Punisher in this one. Right. And he's going to go because he found out that there's a whole bunch of orphans because all people from Asgard decided to kill the, the kid's parents. So now he wants revenge. And that's what Punisher decides to do. That's pretty much it. So it's like only two new stories were added here, which is the Daredevil one and the Punisher one. But most of the other stories are the same from Thor number 15. So I think I'm going to give both of them a five <laughs> for just telling the same enough. exact story. It is pretty freaking pointless. Yeah. So I'd scratch that, not giving a 6.5. I'd just give it both fives. <laughs> There's no point in telling the same story twice in two different books. That was a waste yeah, of money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is kept there with one book. And the next one is War of the Realms number six. Ugh, I did not like this one. I just give okay. it a, a 6.0. Because it gave the very rushed conclusion to the War of the Realms storyline. Because a lot of the Titans didn't have much conclusion. They said, oh, the ending, it continues here in War of the Realms number six. Yeah. So, yeah. They try to close out all the Titans with this one issue that didn't really do much because you just see all the heroes fighting the goddamn. Like, they see, you see, like, Daredevil and. Spider-Man and Captain America defeating the Frost Giants. Then you see the Thors fighting all the Thors, like Jane Foster Thor, Six yeah. Six Thor, Young Thor, and Old Thor. They're all okay. fighting Malekith, and then they defeat him. And then after they defeat him, yeah, Thor ends up defeat. The thing is, what's doesn't make much sense is that the the meteor appears from yeah the the meteor appears and Thor ends up picking up the hammer he's worthy of and he defeats Malekith and that was the end and Loki does kill his father he kills up the the, the king of the frost shines Ugh, it's just a mess because you see all the tie-ins in here you see the heroes they were just cameo appearances and he was just fighting until someone else defeats them. Yeah. Which ended up being Loki, so they made the whole thing pointless. <laughs> so yeah, so Loki ends up coming out of his father's body and kills him. Because the whole at the beginning of the story, you see that Loki ends up in the first issue of World of Realms, Loki is supposedly dead. Like his own father ate him. And then at the <sighs> end he didn't eat him. He comes out of his stomach this whole entire oh, six issue okay. and kills him. And it's just like, oh, my God. So he didn't <laughs> digest him this whole entire time? Okay, whatever. <laughs> so it just, they just they made this whole, oh, my God, he's dead for nothing to bring him back alive. Yeah. It just made it freaking pointless. I didn't like that. And they rushed all the titan the tie-ins that they were in here. I didn't like that either. And Yeah. <laughs> I did like one thing which was that Thor becomes so he becomes the king of Asgard, which I was hoping for it to happen because 
in the future, Old Thor is the king of Asgard. So I kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. I just am really confused with this whole meteor kind of thing because <laughs> when Jane Foster was fighting at the end of her series, she was fighting some villain called the Mangog. And yeah, the the hammer ends up breaking apart and like okay the pieces end up going into the sun and it's just so freaking retarded how all of a sudden at the end of this storyline the meteor comes back all in in one piece like nothing was ever broken from the sun Mm -hmm. and it's just like how the hell did that fucking happen no explanation it just happens (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like okay the meteor appears conveniently right at right right on time fucking dick's mocking a plot he just he just defeats malekip and this, this doesn't make any sense to thor number 14 when young thor defeats malekip as well so which one actually happened then yeah, because <laughs> so you see six one six Thor fighting Malekith here as well, and he defeats Malekith. So it's like you see the same freaking story twice with different Thors. Yeah, and it just makes it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah, I really did not like this storyline. To me, it's one of the worst storylines I've seen Jason Aaron do. I just, okay. Because to me, it was just an action fest, and it really didn't yeah. tell a good story. And I just didn't like that all the heroes couldn't end this war without Thor. They just kept complaining yeah. that they need Thor for everything. And you have characters like freaking Captain Marvel saying that she needs Thor to defeat. No, she doesn't <laughs> need Thor to defeat anything. Stop it. He's making this sound stupid. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just uh, really, really freaking bad. At least she did defeat Sartre's daughter, but that's about it. Yeah. It's whatever. It was okay. I mean, that's why I gave it a 6.0. I did not like it. It was, uh, it was whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it for War of the Realms. The next one is X-Force, number 10, which is another final issue. I gave this one a 7.0. It was okay, and the art looked really terrible. Oh, God. And I can understand why this series got canceled so fast, because the art was just always bad, and I did not like it. Okay. So, yeah, the series only lasted 10 issues. And I knew that was going to end up happening, because the art was so bad. (laughs) And in this story, you end up having the X... Because the X-Force... They travel to the future to save Cable because Cable is fighting Strife, a young Strife. Right. And the thing is, X Four, not X Four, Strife also had yeah. Strife had Rachel Summers trapped, and then he also had Cable's girlfriend trapped somewhere, and infected her with some type of the. Some type of virus. I think the same virus that the legacy virus that Cable had. So, so okay. yeah, they they end up saving the X Force. End up saving her, and they end up 
curing her eventually because you see Rachel Summers she ends up escaping as well she ends up fighting Strife and she tells yeah. the people that were working for Strife that he just lied about their their past and manipulated them and into thinking that Cable had killed their family members but they did it was Strife that actually did it so they end up working with the X-Force to fight all Strife yeah and then they end up was it they only decide to arrest strife and put him in a i guess in a prison because they said <laughs> yeah because uh, the thing is exports were gonna kill him but then cable said to to not kill him because if you do that then the the cable of this uh, the cable that they they always knew would never exist so they decide not to kill strife okay and they were they basically went back to the past and Cable went with them so that and left everybody else in the future. So that was pretty much the end of it and that was pretty much it. I was okay. I just didn't like the whole this one thing that did annoy me about this book is that they kept doing the whole they do one issue they would do killing and then the second issue they would stop killing and said they 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 try to do the whole moral code thing. And it's just like, make up your freaking mind. Are you going <laughs> to go against the morals or go against, go with the morals? And I just kept doing that back and forth. And it got really annoying. I understood for this time around why not to kill Strike. Because, yeah, that makes sense that the future won't be the same. But, eh, I don't know. The future's already fucked up. Because you have Young Cable meeting with this X-Force. So, I'm not sure if it really make much sense. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah so the future is already different so how can you make bring the old future back but whatever it didn't make much sense so that's why I gave, I gave it a 7.0 it was an okay conclusion to the story yeah I didn't like it too much so that was pretty much it for that one okay and this one oh my god <laughs> it's another book I did not like the Walking <laughs> Dead number one ninety three. Yeah, because this this got cut early, didn't it? Yes, it did. They cut it. Yeah. Robert Kerman decided to call it quits and just just finish Walking Dead because he did not know he he was kind of I think sick of it. <laughs> not sure if he was sick of it. He the problem is is that he was getting too afraid to kill the characters off. Yeah. Okay. Like, he grew an attachment to these characters, and he didn't want to kill them off anymore. So he decides to end yeah. the book. So he pussied out, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that just got me annoyed, because I was looking forward to this book continuing to where it was leading up to. And it's just like, I just didn't like how it ended. Yeah. The book just because the book fast forwards to the future and you see Carl grown up. He's with Sophia and he ends up killing a zombie because a zombie was was like attacking was was coming in his backyard and he ends up killing it and he ends up getting in trouble for killing the zombie that was at his house. Okay, because he finds out that was. The thing is, it was one of um, Maggie's son. His 
Because the thing is, he has a circus of zombies, and apparently one escaped and ended up where Carl's house is, and he weren't he wasn't supposed to kill that zombie because it was his zombie. And okay, yeah, he ends, <laughs> up, <sighs> he ends up going to court for this stupid thing about killing the zombie, and yeah, he goes to court, and they make a whole bunch, it's a whole freaking dramatic deal about. Oh, you're not supposed to kill zombies because they were his property and Oh my god. It's just See, having not not read or watched <laughs> the show for a long time, that just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, they're not allowed to kill zombies anymore. And it's just <laughs> really freaking dumb. I just didn't like that. It just became really freaking annoying and Yeah. They decided to let the whole thing go because Maggie <sighs> Maggie decided... No, not Maggie. It wasn't Maggie because Maggie was agreeing with her son. But it was Michonne that decided... Not Michonne's daughter decided to let everything go. To not let Carl get into trouble for this. So the whole thing was just pointless. Cause, so yeah, all that dra- dramatization for Carl not to have punishment for his, for his charges. Right. So. Yeah, so he doesn't even get charged for what he did. <laughs> and Carl was complaining to Maggie that, you know, her her son is obnoxious. You got to stop spoiling him. And you can't let him be doing whatever he wants because his father wasn't around. Right. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It just made me seem, it just made it seem very out of character for Maggie because... To me, I never seen her back down for anything, and it's just I don't think she would have tre- raised her son that way to be like gaining up to the point where he has zombies for pet for pets and a, a stupid circus kind of thing. Because the thing is, she always hated the zombie apocalypse, and just for her yeah. to like have her son that way just doesn't make any sense. And what also is kind of annoying is that do you also find out that the reason why Maggie's son was had the zombies is because he wanted to remind everyone that the zombies still exist. Because the thing is What? <laughs> yeah, it was just really point it was getting real it was getting dumber and dumber as it <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is the zombies are no longer around the, this area because the thing is zombies have been almost extinct so the zombies have been very far off the land and everyone yeah. the world has been peaceful because everyone's been I mean the, the towns have been peaceful because everyone's forgotten that the zombies exist so he wants yeah. to remind them that the zombies are still here to still be afraid of this world and who knows zombies might come around and attack them and take their yeah. their place again so that was the whole point of that whatever and there also is some stupid love triangle kind of thing with carl and what <laughs> yeah because carl ends up the thing is he he ends up going to eugene's place yeah in the book and the, on his way over there he he ends up going with Lydia, which is his ex-girlfriend. Apparently now it's his ex-girlfriend. It's just so retarded because the thing is he's having some type of love triangle with his ex-girlfriend and his current girlfriend that he has a child yeah. with. 
So, so yeah, apparently the um, they have this love triangle thing because the thing is he ends up going to when you go see where Eugene, you go to see Eugene and look for Negan. The thing is, he ends up going to yeah, he ends up meeting up with Lydia and they go sleep in a camp. And yeah. the thing is, they sleeping together, and okay. <laughs> And she Fair talks enough. about <laughs> she talks about how she still loves Carl, and she kind of wished that they were still together because she still had the eye patch. Like he he removed he, he hides apparently he hides the hype the eye patch now, and she doesn't understand why he doesn't just have it off because she loved him for just who he is. She didn't care what he looked like. And she, he's just being with Sophia just for the hell of it. When he really wants to be with right. her, so yeah. it's just really freaking annoying that they have this dramatized relationship here. And the point, apparently, Eugene, not that I mean, Carl ends up with, I mean, goes meet up with Eugene. And he runs into Negan, and they, you see the, you see that. You see Carl ang- arguing with Negan about his father and how he never showed them respect for him. and Okay. And stuff arguing over there. And apparently, as soon as Carl goes back and ends up talking with Sophia, he ends up... Yeah. Sophia ends up... Not, yeah, Sophia gets up, ends up getting up mad at him because he went with Lydia to go see Eugene without telling her. And it's just like she just gets real mad about the whole jail incident and and it's just she, she's just mad because she said that he was to keep her the daughter safe and not go into this trouble so it gets very over dramatic for no reason yeah so okay it's just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it just gets really freaking annoying and it's just I just didn't like how this book was over because the thing is is that in the before this ever happened it seems like they were leading to after the court case is over and Carl decides to read this story to his daughter about her about how his father was the greatest person in the world yeah I did so much things for him and Made the place to make the world a better place, and that I did like that story because yeah. that part was pretty good about telling about talking about Rick, and that was a little bit touching. That's the only good part in this whole entire book. Okay, and it's one of the things that everybody keeps mentioning in the reviews of this book and why they like this book because of the Rick thing. But that was only at the end, so it's just like the book was only good in one little part, and that was that to me that does not make it a good book. And only one yeah. part. <laughs> one part out of like eighty-two pages is 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 not what makes it good. To me, I just didn't like the way it ended because, to me, in the Commonwealth storyline, it made it seem like Carl wanted to kill himself, and because Rick had died, like in this in the storyline that was before this. Okay. And. And the thing is that 
and the future covers of the the book is showing a new character that was and could end up being like a sheriff. It looked like it was like some black character, but and apparently there was gonna be like some samurai kind of type of storyline that was supposed to be coming out, and there was also a picture where that Carl is stabbed with a, with a sword. And there's like a a grave with Andrea and her and not Andrea, Sophia and her daughter Andrea. Okay. Yeah, they were looking at a grave and I think Carl was supposed to die. And they didn't go through with that because I think Robert Kirkman was getting way too attached to these characters and he didn't want to kill off Carl. So instead yeah. of doing that, he went to fast forward to the future. And and decided not to because yeah, even at the end of the book he says he said it was a gag but I thought it was a gag. He said they kind of wanted to tell the story of Carl dying, but that was not really intended to happen. Right. So he decided to do a time jump and just go for this final issue. So to me, it seemed like he chickened out and didn't want to kill Carl because he yeah. did, he did the same thing with Negan. He did not kill Negan off and he I knew I know that he kind of regret not killing him off because he was he said that he wanted to he he figured he should let Maggie kill off Negan but he didn't have her do that because he had attachments to the characters and I noticed that he was at the kill off Rick he was he was getting very attached not to kill anyone and i think that's yeah it's just because you find out and as this book fast forwards to the future no one is dead i mean that he didn't kill off any more characters everybody that was alive at that storyline in the past are still alive here yeah so (laughs) he didn't kill any of the characters off (laughs) it's just like uh yeah you just grew way too attached to these characters and you want to kill off any more characters. So you gave up on this book. So it's just... Cause to me, it just seems kind of... Because I wish the story would have kept going. Because I remember yeah. reading on the articles that said the original ending was that... was supposed to be that zombies win. Okay. And everyone dies. That's supposed to be the actual ending of the book. He even says in the back of the end notes here, because he gives a whole letter of what was supposed to happen. And he decided to chicken out on that one. Because, again, I think he grew attached to the characters. They didn't want to kill everyone off. So he he grew in a, I think that's what the main reason was, is that he didn't want to kill off the characters anymore because he got way too attached. And I noticed when he killed Andrea off in this book, he gave a big letter and was kind of regretting that he killed the character off and was yeah. hoping it was the right thing to do that he killed it off. So he was hoping that people were forgiven for killing her off. And I did <laughs> forgive him. It's like, well, this is the whole point of the book. Characters, you just, you're supposed to feel for them and get attached yeah. and then grieve because the characters you you. When these characters die, you grew to love them. That's the whole point of this book. And for you to chicken out on it, it just seems very pointless of the whole entire series to me. Yeah, it's a bit of a he cares too much what everyone thinks. 
yeah to me it's like if you're gonna get to that point then don't do this book at all because i thought yeah. this whole book was supposed to, was supposed to be about death and <laughs> the way humans react to it or respond to it it was yeah it's supposed to be the humanity of this book i mean this book was about was supposed to be about humans dealing with death and this kind of like the theme with the zombie for this book and i did like i know they they there's one little interesting thing i think they were trying to do with the whole zombies because i'm not sure they were trying to speak about uh the whole stupid the law in america they have here is that if a person decides to rob the bank not rob the bank uh rob your house <laughs> if you don't kill them you get in they can actually sue you and what yeah that's one of the stupid laws over here and you can go to okay. court and they can not get in trouble for see, trying to steal your house like make sh- like if <laughs> what? They, i heard it because a lot of people have said like if someone comes rob your house tries to rob your house make sure you actually kill them so they won't actually sue you oh my god that's insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think they were trying to talk about that in some kind of way where like the zombie comes to the house and he gets in trouble for for well in here he actually kills a zombie and gets in trouble for it so i think they were yeah, just trying okay. to parallel that so they was trying to because i know with with robert kerman he always tries to make some parallels to the the politics of the Walking Dead parallel to the politics of the of the U.S. Yeah, right. In some shape and form. Okay. So, I think that was the only interesting thing. I guess it was okay, but I think the way they ex- demonstrated was kind of dumb because the zombies. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like the idea of the, him getting in trouble for killing a zombie because. The whole point is that they weren't, they're not supposed to be getting comfortable about this place where there's zombies. I don't understand why they got comfortable to even think that it's okay to, I mean, live in a world of, they end up living in a world with no fear when they should always live in a world of fear because the zombies are there and. They shouldn't. I don't know. I just didn't like that feeling of that. That they got used to not having the zombies around. The world became so peaceful for them. And it just didn't make much sense. Yeah. But yeah, I just didn't like what this story became because it's just. Another thing is that I remember Robert Carmen said in like way back when Walking Dead. It was like in the mid seasons of the TV show. I remember he was saying that Rick can die, and this book, the comic books or the TV show, could go past Rick. And yeah. they didn't do that in here. He decided to end Walking Dead right when Rick dies. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, the story was not past Rick. It was about Rick and you said that this book was not supposed to be about him and you made it about yeah. him. 
so you went back on your word. But it's whatever. <laughs> but I just didn't like how this book turned out. And I think it would have been a great... Because I think the whole idea was that Carl was supposed to commit suicide because his father was not around. And I think yeah. that that would have been a great story to tell about someone who... I'm not saying suicide is a is a good thing yeah. to do. Of course it isn't, but I just wanted to for them I wanted Robert Kerman to give a story where he can give a reason why people I'm trying to understand why would someone commit suicide in a world like this cuz it yeah and make it parallel to what happens in suicide people who commit suicide in this world and give a give an actual positive uplifting story about suicides and yeah and how we can prevent it something like about suicide and that would have been a great story about that but they he chickened out on it and decided not to do it and it's just kind of disappointing to me i would have preferred to see a story like that rather than this to be honest and i would like to have seen that the story moves forward away from Rick because he did say that in the beginning that this wasn't supposed to be a Rick story and it ended up being a Rick story. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah. But it's whatever. And that's pretty much it. So I I decided to get his book a 6 maybe a 6.0 because I did not like it. I did not like how it ended. And I only liked it one part. And me, this is not a satisfying end. Yeah. To me. And it's kind of disappointing. And I just don't like that Negan is still being a dick after all this. And it's just like, why you didn't kill him all since the beginning? But no, you're checking <laughs> out on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real freaking dumb. And what makes it even odd is that before, in the past, you see Carl's with Lydia. And he even tells Sophia that he doesn't love her, that he loves Lydia. And then you fast forward to the future, and he's with Sophia instead of Lydia. Yeah. And it's just like, why? So you can make the stupid love triangle, which is freaking pointless (laughs) because the book is over. So there's no point in doing a new drama that's not going to solidify it's just it's just a fill-in drama that makes that makes it very unnecessary but whatever yeah <laughs> it's just uh <laughs> kind of a little irritating such a waste yeah and now i'm gonna try to talk about the walking dead season finale tv show i did not okay. enjoy it that much because <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not a good God. week for The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I really am looking forward to next season, but not I mean that it's gonna start in October. But I yeah. just don't know how to feel about the way. I just didn't like the season finale because yeah, in the season finale they were there was a blizzard and they were. Like the kingdom was trying to go to Alexandria because there it's more 
they can actually have people live in the while the blizzard is around. And yeah. as they're going over there, well, I mean, to travel to Alexandria to survive, they're fighting freaking zombies in a freaking blizzard. And it's just like, how do these zombies are here? Hello? It was an actual blizzard. The zombies would have fucking froze to death. They wouldn't be yeah. fighting. And it's just like they go through that. And it's like they're frozen zombies that can somehow still move. And it's just really unrealistic. And it's. And you see them. Because the thing is, they have to cross this. This, like, you know, the ice when it's like. Yeah. Like the water. Like the yeah, ocean yeah. turns into ice, and they had to walk. Apparently, they had to walk across that to reach to the other side of the land. And okay. Instead of it, instead of it collapsing itself, they were actually able to walk through. But they were like over dramatizing that that it was going to happen, and it didn't end up happening. It's just yeah, freaking ugh, it was so annoying. And I did not like that over time, over dramatization for no reason. It's just everyone gets her, gets across safely, and it's just like, yay, everyone survives. <laughs> it's just all pointless. And the thing is, another over dramatization was that they were afraid to get to Alexandria because they were afraid of the whispers. We're gonna come and stop them from going to one place to another. When the whispers didn't even come at all, because they went to go to somewhere off land because they wanted to be able to survive the blizzard. So they went to a yeah. place where there wasn't any snow before this blizzard even came. And it's just like, how did he know that the blizzard was coming? This is not somewhere like world where they can figure out. Where they have ash, um, what they call it? <laughs> where they can figure, where they, they don't have the technology to predict where the what, when the weather is coming. So it's just really freaking dumb how these people who live outside is supposed to know when the blizzard is coming, so they prepare yeah. to leave before the blizzard even comes. And it's just no, I don't think that's possible. So it just became a very unrealistic episode and it just became one of the worst to me. Yeah. And fair enough. I was liking this season in the beginning until a point where they decided to kill off Carl I mean Carol and Ezekiel's adopted son. Henry. Okay. Because he was supposed to play Carl's part, and they were... The thing is, they were doing the whole storyline where he ends up falling in love with the girl that was from the Whispers. And yeah. he wanted the girl to join his side, and she ends up joining his side. And the thing is, there was a a love triangle, because there was a girl that's like Sophia, but it's not Sophia, because Sophia died already. So they yeah. had a girl take take her role. And she she was in love with with Henry, and Henry said that he was in love with her. And then all of a sudden, you see the whispers end up killing Henry and the girl that was in love with him, but that he wasn't 
so the daughter is still the daughter from the whispers is still alive she joins she joins the the good side and betrays her mom and the whispers and Henry's already dead so it's just like the role that that's what the character is supposed to have Carl's role and continue Carl's storyline is just not existent anymore because he's dead so it's just you won't see it's just kind of disappointing that you won't see that storyline continue and be adapted yeah. with the comic books so I don't know what they're going to do at this point now that he's dead and what are they going to do with Lydia now that she's her boyfriend is dead and you know what they could actually do with the character so I got kind of yeah. disappointed with that I really wish it seemed like they wanted to do some shock value and kill different characters that were that were because the char- different characters were killed in the comic book and they decided to go to a different path in the TV show. So I was kind of disappointed with that. So I didn't really enjoy the season finale and even the parts before the season finale. But I am looking forward to next season because it seems like there's a split up between uh, Carol and Ezekiel. They don't be together anymore. Yeah. And apparently Michonne ends up going out with Ezekiel like it was in the comic books and it seemed like maybe Carol's gonna end up falling in love with Daryl so I think that's gonna be kind of interesting and I see I want to know I mean I wonder what this leads to with Michonne being the leader of Alexandria and yeah it seems like Negan is actually gonna be a good guy and actually join i just hope it doesn't go to the pathway in the comic books is that he pretends that he's gonna join alexandra and then he betrays them and joins the whispers and yeah it just pissed me off okay. in the comic book because it's like <laughs> they try to redeem him and he doesn't even redeem himself he just becomes worse and yeah it's just, it makes it all pointless it's like whatever and then i did like the Young Justice season finale for season four. That one is pretty was really good. Cause in there, Young Justice the season finale was that they end up not season season three outsiders. So so yeah, they end up defeating they end up defeating Granny Goodness and take her off the control of the oh my god I can't believe I forgot it was it called <laughs> the anti life thing so yeah they decided okay. to break the anti life because the thing is the plan the whole entire plan was for Dark Side to put this anti life in the whole entire planet Earth so they can find a way to like control humans without with no free will so yeah. they decided to break off with that and end up defeating Granny Goodness and then that whole entire thing concludes they end up defeating Granny Goodness and then there's also apparently D-Lab in the season finale because that was like one of the stories that was one of the episodes before 
that was in the actual season finale. After mm-hmm. that happens, there's a episode where Artemis meets up, ends up seeing Wally from the afterlife, and actually has a life, and and Wally convinces her to get over his death and decides to live live back on Earth and. You end up finding out Zatanna that all that was an illusion and that wasn't really Wally, but she was just manipulating Armis so she can get over him. So that was an interesting episode. And then okay. they decided to do. There was a one more episode where the young the outsiders decide to go to Brian's G four Geo Force his country was being taken over by D-Lab, which is a person that he was part of his um, part of his warrior family kind of thing. And he didn't like okay. it. He didn't want him to become leader, so he went to go after him, and, and Brian ended up killing him. And you also find out at the end that one of the one of the people that were working for the lights was making Brian and the he forced Brian he did some like little to let to be magic thing to force Brian to kill D Lab and the outsiders didn't like that and they were pissed off at him and Brian, be- I mean, Geoforce decides to become leader of the, the country, Mancovia, and people were happy they end up killing D-Lab, the guy that wants to take over Mancovia. Yeah. And the outsiders are pissed off about it because that's not what heroes do. But he said that he put a good point because there were some secrets going on with with Batman and Nightwing and they're investigating a whole bunch of things of what the anti-life equation and without telling the outsiders what was going on behind the scenes. And apparently Geoforce was really pissed off about that. And he even didn't like that his girlfriend Halo even lied to him because Apparently she was keeping that because the thing is one of the doctors was telling Halo that she's gonna die, and Halo decided to keep that secret away from her boyfriend Geoforce, and he was gonna he was getting sick of all the lies, so he he says that he was complaining to the team that it's so it's bad not to kill, but it's okay to lie to lie cheat and manipulate other people like Lychee and Steel and it's like your morals are all fucked up but it's what I yeah right (laughs) and I agree with him on that it's like it's just stupid how they always like it's okay to do those other things but when it comes to killing that's the way you that's when you cross the line when all the other things should be crossing the line as well I mean manipulating people with different emotions and it's just lying to them is not also a good thing either so, yeah yeah so i kind of like that conflict and i'm hoping that this leads to something more and apparently 
they also tease the Legion of Superheroes at the end of the season, and I'm looking forward to that. And I just see what they do with the Legion of Superheroes and Young Justice. So I really did like this season. It was really good. And I got to know okay. more about the metahumans and the metahuman, tr- like the the whole because the whole plan of Darkseid was to control metahumans on Earth, and they want to control humans too with the anti-life equation, and that didn't happen. So it was pretty interesting to see that drama go through and this whole entire story and. There's a lot of twists and turns and portrayals and conflict. It was pretty interesting. And I did like that. And we got to know a lot, a lot of our characters. So I really did like the season finale of this one. Yeah. So it was pretty good. I'm looking forward to next season. And now, <laughs> when I think I give it an 8.0 for Young Justice. Or maybe a 9. Well, Walking Dead is like a 6.5 for, for the season finales. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what. And now I'm going to try to talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The okay. Game. It's been a pretty enjoyable game. I really like it. Okay. I did not like the story. <laughs> the story yeah, was okay. eh. But the gameplay was really fun. I did enjoy that. It was was the story just sort of like a bad copy of the uh, Infinity Saga? It was. It was like <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, I got I got that feeling from it. <laughs> yeah, because it was like everyone was collecting all the Infinity Gems, and it's just like you find out. Because the thing is, they introduced Thanos' son, and throughout the whole entire story, they tease that he's to be a bad guy, and then. I mean, he says that he'll never go down that path, and then all of a sudden, dun, 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 he goes to that freaking path at the end of the story, and decides to take the Infinity Gems and turns evil when he hated his father and never wants to do what he would do, and he ends up doing what he wants to do, and takes up the Infinity Gems and becomes a villain, and you have to fight him, and get all the infinity gems back and put them away and that was it yeah it's just that they kept doing a lot of oh the bad guy becomes the good guy out of nowhere because they did that with venom you save him from you you not say you you fight him in in like in a in the raft like the prison world of the prison place that they have for criminals they end up fighting there because there's an Infinity Gem there. So they fight there and Venom ends up... He ends up fighting you guys, fighting fighting the uh, the heroes and with Electro. And then after you defeat Electro at Venom, he ends up joining the team and he's like a good guy all of a sudden. And it's just like... Spider-Man was like, "Oh, we're like, yeah, we fight off, we fight each other a few times, and then we work together. That's just how it works." And then, same thing happens with Magneto. You end up fighting Magneto in the X-Men storyline, and then all of a sudden, 
he just decides to join your team because the Black Order is going to destroy the world. So it's just like, oh, that's, against, that's going against my mutants. And he decides to join the team and fight. And it's just like this whole stupid, oh, villains become good guys just to... <laughs> It's a lot of switch arounds and it just got really yeah. freaking annoying. <laughs> and then I like that. So the storylines were, were really bad and the voice acting wasn't that great. I mean, I know these I mean, I know these voice actors could do do better cuz they actually have done voice they have voice act these characters in many video games and cartoons and they do act these characters pretty well, but I think it's not the voice acting that's bad. It's probably because the writing is so terrible that the delivery of these characters are not that great. It's not, I don't yeah, think it's right. probably the voice actor's fault because I've seen these voice actors do these characters before and they do a phenomenal job with them. And now, and all of a sudden, in this game, they do a terrible job. It just doesn't make much sense. So I think it's just because the writing is bad and not the acting. Yeah. Because they do the personalities really well in this game. Like when you talk to the characters and they have the dialogue and it's just that's nailed pretty well. I like that. But when it comes to like the actual story, it's just really bad. This is, but, the, but the gameplay is really fun. I would give it an 8.0 because the gameplay was really fun and you get to have these affinity trials and you end up you have to fight there and unlock characters and I don't like that you get the costumes are reskins they were just like different colors of the yeah. of actual costumes but now that you got to have costumes as DLC I'm looking forward to that they can have some Hoping to see more content. It looks like this game's gonna have more content. And I'm looking forward to that. So it's a really fun gameplay game, but the story sucks. That's all it is, but Okay. It's really fun to play with a lot of characters and I have fun with it. So I'm looking forward to play with Marvel Knights characters in the future. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Is there anything else with you? Yeah, so I'll just do a really quick one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think we've actually talked about this once before off air, but I actually read F of Superman this week. Oh, really? The the actual yeah. the the comic book? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> what did you think? I read of that. that. The whole thing is basically just one really long fight scene that goes for like two hundred pages. <laughs> Yeah, I read it too. I read it. Yeah, I read it. Um, not like a year ago. So okay. But, so I, I thought it was okay, but it did drag on for a while. I thought as well. And there was like there was a lot of moments where like it faked out Superman was just too tired and couldn't keep on going anymore. But then you know he musters up the strength and starts fighting again. I think it did that a fair few times. <laughs> But yeah, when it when it comes to his actual death, it's it's fairly fairly emotional. Like it shows Martha Kent and stuff, um, and like they're all sad and 
yeah, so that part of it was really good. It was just I feel like you could cut a fair bit out of it. <laughs> but, yeah, overall pretty good. And I think it's mostly to set up stuff for, like, the black suit that comes after it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't read much of that, so I'm not 100% sure. I haven't read that part either. I haven't read I never read the what comes after with the the yeah, black okay. suit and the steel and Superboy and yeah. Eradicator, Cyber Superman. I never read that part those parts. But because yeah. my boyfriend actually has a Death of Superman comic book. So okay. I actually went to go read it to see how it aged. And it, yeah. it, it aged pretty fine for a book that came yeah. out in the nineties. Yeah, so I that's did, true. I did enjoy it to some extent. I didn't think it was terrible. It was it was all right. Yeah, and no, it 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 definitely wasn't bad. Yeah, it was ent- some it was entertaining. To, yeah. for me at least, and I did enjoy the story where it got emotional when Superman is yeah. fighting Doomsday and he ends up giving up and. Yeah, as a game yeah. killed, but yeah, it was pretty interesting how it went through all that, and yeah, it's a very solid ending, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of sad how fucking Doomsday just like, like basically kills the entire Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot of them. <laughs> oh my god! And I think yeah. no one even thinks about those characters, and he just like. Everyone cares about Superman and forget about the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he really fucked up half those characters. Yeah. So yeah. It was pretty sad how the yeah, whole thing happened. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Doomsday wasn't messing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They made it but, um, they made it seem like he was like some unbeatable monster and yeah, he had the same oh, yeah. strength as Superman. Yeah, especially if you don't know like who Doomsday is going into it. Yeah, because they be don't. Really cool. He didn't have a backstory at that time, and, and like in yeah, the, in later continuities, they you find out that he was a Kryptonian that was experimented yeah. on, and he just, he was his mission was to was to kill Superman, and that was whole, yeah. Yeah, so that's why he was that strong. So, yeah, so yeah, it was pretty. No, it's pretty good. I, I I give it like a probably a seven out of ten. Okay, that's not too bad. I'll probably, probably give it the same score. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It's, um, it's good to see someone that can actually really hurt Superman. Yeah, is it is He's good a real to challenge see that. And. Another thing I did enjoy from was the Death of Superman and the Reign of Superman, the DC animated movies that adapt yeah. the storyline. Okay. They split it to two movies, and it was yeah. really good. I really okay. did enjoy that because they they did a very well done. They did it better than the comic book, and yeah, okay. <laughs> You see the Justice League, they don't get killed, but they end up struggling. And yeah. They made it more believable why Superman ends up getting killed by Doomsday. And it's really a good story. And you get to know the relationship between Lois Lane and Superman. 
and is really good there. And then in the second part, you get to get to know the story of Superboy and Steel and Eradicator. And you end up, they end up fighting Cyborg Superman as a villain. And it's just interesting how they do his origin story. And it's very different than what they did in the comic books. And yeah, it was really good. I really enjoy those two. It was one like one of the best DC movie animated movies I actually saw. So yeah, you should definitely check it out. Okay, so yeah. I think I will. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah, no, so that's it for me. All um, right. So, okay, I think that's the show. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'll end it here. So, okay, so I hope everyone can look forward to the next episode. So, see you guys later. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, all right, and all right, later, guys. So, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>